that, then there we go. Now we're recording, right? Okay. Oh, yes, we are. Today on Mob Rules. We learn how to be YouTube millionaires with our Glacial Geek. That's me. <laughs> Shh, Phil. Shut up, Phil, shut up. Uh, all right, <laughs> let's do I it. Why can't I be involved? Because. <laughs> we don't get involved in your intros. <laughs> No, instead you just cough out. <laughs> no, instead you just cough out like. And I'll go, then you go, then you go. No, then I'll go, then you go. So, <laughs> how about today on Mob Rules? Oh, what? Oh. <laughs> I'm working with amateurs. I was waiting for the four seconds. <laughs> oh, no, no, okay, no, we're, no. Doing the, we're doing the four seconds. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah, yeah, although I waited like after you said something. Today on Mob Rules, we learn how to be YouTube millionaires with our glacial geek. Yeehaw! We overkill puns with our oh. Death Watch first impressions. Mm. I stand by it. It's yeah. funny. And we update you on our local escalation league. All that and more. It's, it's episode, episode 18 of Mob Rules. Phil. Oh, uh, back to you. Damn it. Uh, okay. Back to YouTube. With A- you. 18. <laughs> Welcome to episode 18 of Mob Rules, <clears throat> the uh, podcast that has considerably better audio. <laughs> that's, that's all I can think of right now. I don't know than, than whom, I guess, would be how I was phrasing it right there, like saying it was better yeah, than someone else. Um, yes, to whom? we <laughs> To ourselves? To ourselves. The, the, the us in the past. Yeah, the us had, in the past. Had terrible audio on occasion. Oh, yes. Uh, I am, of course, John, joined as always by Ted. Hey, John! Hey, hey Ted! Ted. <laughs> You can't say "Hey Ted" to yourself. Well, I was, this is radio. You didn't know I was saying. Yeah, it but I saw it, and I now let the world know. Well, you're dumb. I'm Phil. Sorry, that was yeah. Me. Hi, Phil. <laughs> Phil has not left since <laughs> since we last recorded. So therefore, he said, um, "Help." He's got me tied up under the table. I, I wanted. To, oh, I wish. <laughs> I wanted to make a joke last episode because we when we had Gavthor back on. Um, the me and Ted had kept him locked up in our basement between episodes and how he was like, guys, you know, it's just a computer, right? I'm, I'm in a whole different country. But like, no, the computer was locked <laughs> in the basement. But I, I, I didn't. And I'm forever sad about that. Uh, There's also the fact that he came out with like 47 books between the two podcasts <laughs> to, to indicate that he's probably been doing things other than sitting here waiting for us to talk to him. I could send him mail. You, you could. <laughs> <laughs> oh well how is everyone yeah uh, doing okay thanks yeah. for the water this is really nice yeah, it's good you know we got to keep ourselves lubricated <laughs> um i'm shaking my head for those that can't see this uh, which what? is everyone it's, but these two yeah yeah <laughs> so he, he was practicing his what was it the foley artist uh yeah my foley artist good. sound effects yeah. i was yeah. talking about my childhood dream of being a foley artist from uh, watching terminator 2 oddly features. everything had to do with water and everything sounded like a dick in a vagina uh, and you see, I see this as kind of like the Rorschach so- test, where I present a picture, <laughs> and it's up to the person to interpret how it looks. Okay, that's yeah, that's kind of how I look. But at when everything. you look at the person with a smirk on your face while you're doing it, it really indicates what you think that Rorschach test is supposed to be indicating. Yeah. Is this a dick in a vagina? <laughs> <laughs> well, I hadn't really thought about it, but you said this is a dick in a vagina. It's, it's yeah, yeah. The Tyranids are coming along well. The Tyranids are coming along well. Um, personally, I mean, I've I've been working on my Tyranids pretty pretty heavily. 
Um, I've been batch painting, which is uh, satisfying and at the same time completely soul destroying. Yes. Oh, yes, uh, oh God! So in this, I've um, I'm like ninety five percent complete on like thirty hormigons, three warriors, and a zoanthrope. And yeah, by by the time I reach that thirtieth gaunt, I'm like, oh God. Why can't I just feel giant monstrous creatures everywhere <laughs> and an yeah. army of three? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I almost got this done. I also um, painted up a, a um, Demacara for, for, for a buddy of mine. Uh, uh-huh. We put that up on the, uh, really the website and yeah. the uh, Facebook page. Um, and that's for, to represent uh, he has a Mechanicus army as well, or Mechanicum. I'm going to get in trouble for, for being <laughs> one of both of those. <laughs> um, it's, it was a naughty word. <laughs> Mechanicum, <laughs> like a 40k porn series. I'm shaking my head again for those I can't see, <laughs> which again is everyone but these two. <laughs> <laughs> I got all junior high up in this. Oh yeah. man, man, you know, Ted's tense little uh, homewritten fiction. <laughs> I haven't slept very well lately. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so that got us going on about um, doing a, a narrative campaign because uh, he wanted it painted up like the uh, Indominus Rex from Jurassic World. Mm. I'm like, oh, dude, that'll be sweet. Let me do it. And then that's how the conversation started. I'm like, oh, okay, fine. Oh. Yeah. So I, I did it, and I got it basically uh, a monochrome look. So it was just black and white. And, you know, it looked really awesome as black and white, but it also looked hella dull, mm. like super boring. So I went in, and all of the so um, it had like a little suit and like oh a, yeah yeah for sure a brown uh, for sure patent shoes I, I green not, stuff not to brown. tie no brown uh, black and white yeah uh, black and white <laughs> wow really dull not even yeah. hipster dull yeah, which yeah. Is it's monochrome not, not vintage yeah. <laughs> okay um, but it looked Faux really vintage. dull so it's it's got a lot of um, mm. kind of flash areas underneath the chitin uh, and kind of in the joints and things it's like that chitlin. Yeah, it's chitlin. Ch- uh, see, I'm I'm appeasing the internet by pronouncing it correctly. So I. I did all of those in, in flesh, just 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 regular no, that's, flesh. That's there's lots of different shades of flesh. Yeah. So is so, it cracker shade? Is it Norwegian flesh? A shade? Is it Nubian kind of prince a, shade? It's kind of a Floridian flesh. <laughs> okay. So kind of a tan flesh, <laughs> two tone. But it made it look really really good for me. I mean, yeah. I think that the flesh really made it kind of pop and kind of stand out more. Um, but also remembering kind of the initial brief that I had from him of hey, make it look exactly like this. And I, so I sent him a. I did one half of it, and the other half was just just perfectly plain, boring as it was. So I sent him a picture. I'm like, "Hey, man, well, what do you think of this?" And he's like, "Well, it's not really what I asked for." And I'm like, "No, but what do you think of that?" And, and thankfully, he liked it, and it went over really well. Um, I'm super mad because I really wish I could use that scheme for all my Tyranats because <laughs> it's really super easy. It goes on super fast and it looks amazing. Um, but I can't because I already have a bunch of uh, monstrous creatures and flyrants and, and 30 cons painted up in the old scheme. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to do that for my Gene Stealer cult. Oh, nice. So how are you going to keep your models separate? I mean, you guys are going to at some point play against each other and... He's going to wind up with a bunch of your models, and you'll wind up with his models. No, and... I'll be able to tell the difference. Okay. <laughs> I, I know my skill levels and, mm. and how it is. One has null oil, the other doesn't. <laughs> One is simply just plastic with null and oil drenched. <laughs> so, so, true story, that's how I got my white. <laughs> it was, it was uh, hot. primed black uh, originally because he was going to paint it in just <clears throat> his color scheme. Um, and then I went to the, the underside, so the non kite or chitlin bits, and, and I... I kind of felt like you slip that in there, <laughs> slip the chill in it, uh, and I did a kind of a white primer on the uh, on the, the the fleshy underside parts. Mm. So there's still a little bit of shade on there, uh, but not huge amounts. 
and then I just did a, a coat of the old null oil. Um, and then when that dried, I just dry brushed it white. I'm sure, like progressive shades of white kind of getting like less and less. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, I, just, I was like, wow, this is super simple. Uh-huh. So are, at this point, do you even <clears throat> use a, a paintbrush or do you just like use a baster to put on null oil? <laughs> I have used an airbrush for larger models before. <laughs> null oil? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. How did it work? Yeah, you, you mix it well. up. It's good. Pretty, yeah, pretty well. Good. Oh, wow. Yeah, because right. for, for me, for I did it on larger models. I like um, I did it on my um, Fire Raptor for, for mm-hmm. my Imperial Fists because I wanted to kind of put it on a little bit uh, on the under areas and, and that stuff. But if I'm doing it, it's going to pool and it's not going to look right. Yeah. But if I'm gonna doing a constant back and forth with the airbrush, it kind of goes on real nice. Interesting. And it goes into all the crevices and everything fine? Yeah. It doesn't dry up really quick? Oh, that's good. Cool. That's good. Uh, but that, that, that's what I've been up to with, with that. Sweet. Yeah. Ted, what, what have you been working on? Oh, man. So we, um, just to tip my toe, just a little bit to the Escalation League, but not quite uh, fully. But uh, so with um, with Adepticon coming up, I've been doing a lot of uh, bikes and stuff like that, trying to get my list ready for Adepticon. Some sweet, sweet bikes. Oh, oh my God, gosh. Yes. Oh, um, my God. And so I've been using our Escalation League, which we'll talk more about later, uh, to kind of like push that. So we started at like 500 points, and I got my, you know, I, my patrol list is 400 points for Adepticon. So I've been, you know, the 500 point level is about the same. So just like pull out like 100 points and you're good. Um, so I was trying that, and then I went and played, uh, and, I, and I lost every single 500 point game that I played. <laughs> and then, then I took my 400 point list, and I had to proxy a bunch of stuff, which is good because it takes me about a week or so to make a bike, and I had to make six bikes. There's six weeks worth of just working on bikes, not even painting them. Um, so I had like two of them mostly done, and like another one, no, one done. Two almost done, like my librarian and a uh, regular dude on a bike. Um, then I subbed in, like, uh, I think there was, like, three chaos bikers in there, <laughs> some other junk. So I played against Kurt, and I got smoked, like, just totally effing smoked. Like, I had over 300 points, so over 75% of my list was in bikes in this, like, Death Star unit. Um, and part of my, my plan was, like, if I gave them, um, oh, what's that, a, a biomancy? Um, the iron, iron arm? No, no. Uh, the one where they <laughs> get a, a, the they, they get a four plus uh, feel no pain endurance. I think. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I give him endurance to four plus. He has uh, because he's um, uh, uh, iron hands. It's three plus. And then he gets the gorgon chain, so he's at two plus feel no pain. So he's he'd be rocking it. He'd be so going in there. Three plus armor. Two plus feel no pain. And, and uh, toughness five. five. Toughness uh. five. So he he'd be going in there, and there's like uh, three or four guys with uh, power axes or a force axe, and they would just be like eating guys alive. And it's yeah, who cares if it's like last? You know, like they strike last, but <laughs> it is thunder wolves, and they just rip me limb to limb. I kill off yeah. like one of them. Thunder wolves do that. And, mm-hmm, they do uh, do that. So, <laughs> so they did really really poorly. But the unit that did really, really good, and there was only two units, um, was <laughs> <laughs> was everybody but them. Yeah. <laughs> so, but my scout unit, like in their uh, storm, uh, what is it? The uh, Landspeeder Storm. Landspeeder Storm did just fine. Like they took out a unit. They were putting some wounds on some others. I got a little froggy and jumped up too fast, and uh, they ended up like tearing my vehicle down and then beating me to death <laughs> i was like oh man this is tragic like really i should be going to like small units and just like a, a bunch of them and then just do that however 
it takes me about a week to make a bike. How many weeks is it going to take me to make a Landspeeder Storm? <laughs> and so, and to yeah. be fair, the making of the bike isn't what takes a week. It's the making of the axe that the guy's holding <laughs> yeah. that, that it takes a week. Yeah. The, the non-consequential uh, ornamental servo arm <laughs> that yeah, doesn't he, do shit. Yeah, he makes out of like pieces of plastic card like this fully functioning seemingly fully functioning <laughs> servo little... arm on the back of the bike that serves no purpose oh. other than to show that it's an iron arm there's <laughs> yeah. a there's a little button underneath on the base that makes yeah. the servo arm move no yeah not and the wheels arm. spin and yeah. it makes a vroom vroom sound it'll make chalupas for yeah. you it'll roll its own ones <laughs> yeah it's pretty, it's pretty impressive <laughs> oh my gosh yeah then there's that so so then i was yeah so the escalation league was going good i ended up like changing up some stuff and um but I think like I got so disenfranchised by that, like I just kind of put that on the side, the the back burner, and now I'm working on like the armor cast Reaver Titan for the Adeptus Titanicus game, um, which has been on the back burner. <laughs> and this is another one of those like, man, I'm gonna take on this ginormous project, and it should only take me about six months. I'm gonna do it in four <laughs> weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so I started like you know I've been like kind of like walking around this thing like pawing at it like just staring at it from a distance like like a, a lion chasing a gazelle except like a fat white guy uh chasing a model that's stationary and <laughs> like a fat white guy chasing a 80 year old lion or 80 year old gazelle that's too fat to move <laughs> dead and decomposed like 60 <laughs> years ago <laughs> so like i finally like cut apart like the uh, um it had a, a what is it, the twin laser destroyer um it's it's the other one but basically there's like three there's the laser destroyer and the turbo oh the twin turbo laser yeah. so one of them is like three shots and the other one is two shots except they're the same amount of points so why not just get the three shot one <laughs> so when i started there i was like all right well we can cut this up i'm going to make the the guns look like because the, the the old details on it were super doughy like it looks like they took like fimo clay and sculpted a titan out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so it's super play-doh and um the, no details but i'm sure it would look great like back in the day like because it was you know, probably an inch and a half tall model that they turn into like a two foot mo- yeah. tall model. Well, it's, or just, a foot and a half. it's like I said in that like deleted thread. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like the during its heyday when it was made the original Reaver Titan. I mean, oh. they, the the modeling and the engineering on that is amazing that they got something that size to stand and be functional mm-hmm. um, with with the technology that they had at the time. I yeah. mean, I think we take that for granted now with all of our Warlord Titans everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, but at the time, you're like, whoa, you made that epic model into a 40k model. Yeah, yeah, that was the business. Like yeah. that was hella business. So, um, so then, I, I, so I'm trying to like modernize it, trying to have to increase it by about three and a half inches to match the the uh, the the modern one. Um, so I'm like trying to put a spacer in between its in its um, in its waist to bring it up an inch, then do something with the legs. But I don't think I'm going to get to it. I think what I'm going to end up doing: fixing the gun, putting a chest plate on it, give him a brazier, <laughs> and then um, probably just call it good. I'll probably modernize a few little pieces, mm-hmm. give him like a, a, a more advanced power supply on his back um, to kind of like match the knights and stuff. Uh, and then I think like I decided that it was going to be. On the twentieth, I'm gonna paint it, <clears throat> paint it regardless of what it looks like, and just call it good. Because mm-hmm. so, when do you fly out for Adepticon? I think it's the thirtieth. So. Okay, so so that at least gives you, you ten days. To... Yeah, I, I can rattle can that one and <laughs> pick out some details <laughs> and call it good. Because really, there are not very many details on it. Like, no. so it's really just gonna be like yeah. a series of fades, throw some washes and. And you know, like I'm not gonna freehand like <laughs> Aquila's on it or any of that jazz. <laughs> It'd be a great surface for it, however. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, doing pretty good otherwise. Um, I'd like to talk about the the Escalation League later, but I'm really excited about that. Nice, Ooh, Phil. 
Yeah. Oh, what have I been up to? What have you been doing? Playing a lot. I haven't done a lot of painting recently because we had uh, my hobby room is also our spare bedroom, and we've had some guests for a while, so I haven't been able to do any painting for a while, but um, I've been playing a lot of games with the Escalation League and, Mm -hmm. you know, filming bad reps for for the Glacial Geek on YouTube. Um, So, yeah, just playing a lot, which is is ironic. By the way, it's Vimeo. It's not, it's not on Vimeo. I mean, <laughs> they may have Vimeo. put it on Vimeo at this it's point. It's on Vine. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. 15-second uh, bad reps. It, it's on Vine. It yeah. is a 120-installment series <laughs> for, for Battle Report. Actually, I think it would be, have to be way more than that. <laughs> or, like, each one's 30 seconds. So, two. So, it's about an hour. Yeah, so hundred. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I did yeah, the math. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Look at. I thought they were like fifteen oh. seconds. Weren't he they? was preparing. Well, for then the it would be two hundred and forty. Yeah, that's two hundred and forty. Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, yeah, so I've been doing a lot of a lot of playing, which is usually the reverse of what people in the hobby usually have. It's like, oh, I've been painting all of this, and I get in my you know my once a month game mm. at you know at the store, and then I'm like, oh, I've had you know seven games this week or something <laughs> like that, and it's yeah. like. Wow, I'm crazy. <laughs> but yeah, it's going well. It's going well. So yeah, just lots of playing. Uh, narrowing down my tournament list, which mm-hmm. is doing pretty well. I've been doing uh, fairly well at, at the local tournaments. Top, you know, placing in the top three for the last, I think, four or five tournaments or something like that. Mm. So um, it's kind of fun like finding a list that works well entirely on your own. Because mm-hmm. the list that I have worked out it's brutal and it does really well, but it's not what people talk about when they talk about Dark Angels. So mm-hmm. it's kind of been a fun process to figure that out. I would like to point out that so, every time that I have told you what to do with your list, it has not done well. So going on your own is <laughs> that seems to be doing very well for you. <laughs> yeah. Once I once I learned to let uh, stop letting Ted make my list, <laughs> it started to to turn up. <laughs> so I, I I've been working on my 1850 as well. Oh, nice. um, like I said, I, I've kind of dropped the Stone Crushers a little bit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, my experience with Stone Crushers playing with them was um, they charged Thunderwolf Cavalry and died. Okay. Uh, as <laughs> anything I found, that charges. Anything that charges Thunderwolf Cavalry <laughs> yeah. dies. Um, but I'm starting to look at this, like, the Gene Stealer cult stuff. Because that formation is is awesome. amazing. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, yeah, you can turn one charge, but only three models. But that's all you need to turn one charge. I don't think you can yeah. charge the first turn. I thought uh, you just pop up and shoot. One of the oh, no, no, no. Not, really? with, this, not with, the, with the formation from we'll – okay. I guess we'll get into it when we start talking about it. Okay, okay. But, yeah, the formation here, it's you can, you, can, you can place the three units. Oh, sorry, sorry. We're not looking. Sorry. But you can place the three units, that they, that they, the three models that you have, an inch away from any model, and you're allowed to charge first turn. Wow. Yeah. So not even you know it's it's not even like who cares if they get killed? You're you're tying up a, mo- a unit for mm-hmm. for shooting possibly. Yeah. Um, for or you place it an inch away from his HQ and suddenly surprise surprise oh, you wow. can slay the warlord turn one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, I want to keep this kind of short because I want to spend the majority of our time talking about uh, stuff we're gonna talk about. Stuff we're gonna talk about. <laughs> Talk about uh, Overwatch and, and, and Gene Stealer Cults. I'm super, super stoked to be talking about Gene Stealer Cults. Uh, it's, it's Death Watch Overkill, not Overwatch. I, I always want to oh, call it Overwatch, it? too. Oh, God, I yeah. keep calling Overwatch. Because I've been playing a lot of the, the Death Watch. Uh, 
yeah, the Death Watch game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Overwatch, Overwatch. That's the key button. Overwatch, Overwatch. <laughs> so, th- no, to be fair, a game called Death Kill Overwatch would also be very genius. <laughs> yeah, that sounds <laughs> awesome. The sequel. That's the se- uh, yeah, that's the sequel game. All right. Well, yeah. Let's uh, let's come back and actually talk about uh, Death Watch Overkill proper. <laughs> Is that what we're going to next? Right. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Uh, underbite, underkill. Yeah. yeah. Underbite, overkill. Underbite, overkill. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. go. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> if you're in the Anchorage area and need your hobby fix, head on down to Tier 1 Cards and Games. Whether it's 40K, X-Wing, Attack Wing, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Pokemon, War Machine, Age of Sigmar, Malifor, or even Magic, the Gathering kind, not the Siegfried and Royd kind, Tier 1 Cards and Games has the space, the players, and products for you to build your forces and destroy your foes. Not in Alaska? Enjoy our snow, suckers. We've got none. And while you're stuck inside, check out Tier 1's live Twitch stream at www.twitch.tv forward slash Tier 1 Cards. Streaming ITC format, 40K starting at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the last Saturday of every month. I just, I, I, I like this. I like classing the voice up a little bit here. So 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 welcome back to uh, to Mob Rules episode eighteen. We're we're talking, of course. <laughs> Bill and I are in just our, in shock. <laughs> in our best NPR voices. Wow, I am popping like a yeah. like a locker. <laughs> Hopefully, it's just our headphones. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I finished the orchestra. Yeah, so I was going to say you just shut. The <laughs> um, so no, we're back. We're we're going to be talking about, and, and I want to apologize because as, as it was pointed out during the break here. <laughs> These segments are now out of order, and that, that is just not something we're meaning to unprofessional, do here. Unprofessional, Un- unprofessional, unprofessional. It's it's the worst. So so Phil, you know, it's a free forty k podcast. Grow up. I know <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're going to talk about um, Overkill or the the Death Watch and the models and the forty k parts of it. I think mainly we're going to do this first here. Because we're all so goddamn excited about it. Yes. Uh, we all, yeah. that was what was bleeding through most in the first little intro. Yeah. Uh, so so let's get that part out of the way. Um, the Gene Stealer cult is back and they are limoless. L- l- limoless. Limoless. Okay. Without limos. I thought that was British yeah. for some reason. That's what I thought <laughs> so too. I thought he was pulling out, you know, literally the Queen's English over there. <laughs> nope. They, they are without their limos right now. Um, I'm so, I, oh God, I, I'm hoping for a cult codex. Yeah. Even if it's just those units and chimeras, yeah. I will be happy. Because, <laughs> um, God, they need something to travel in. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Yeah, If they go in the formation, they can all get infiltrated. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 600 points. It's, it's they're, okay. Let's let's start off on. Um, so let's talk about the game. Yeah, we're yeah let's talk, oh, yeah. Let's talk about the actual. Yeah, talk about the game stuff. Um, you guys have more experience with this than me. I just picked up my copy today. Okay. Uh, and the first thing I did was assemble a patriarch and ooh and ah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, tell, tell me about the, the game itself. So, first off, I want to say that I did an unboxing on uh, Friday. I posted it first thing on Saturday. Um, so, if you want to see the sprues, um, it's an okay place to do it. But um, just be weary and try to go there. Pace yourselves as you go to it. Because uh, right now with the ad revenue that's coming in with the 43 <laughs> viewers, it might bump us into another tax bracket. Yeah. So please just... They have to move it to a faster, uh, it faster server a to day. keep up with all of the, uh, <laughs> the traffic that is being uh, drawn to it. Okay, so if you would please, please, please go <laughs> One at a time, one at a time. <laughs> yeah. no, anyway. no, no, Ted, you did an unboxing of it. Yeah, yeah so... so, so. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty dope. Um, 
I kind of went through and you know talked a little bit about the sprues. Um, there's better ones out there, so please don't go to ours. No, don't don't go to theirs. <laughs> this is why I was a bad car salesman. See, this is, I was gonna say we're gonna we're gonna have to talk when we get over to the uh, the YouTube section because yeah, what you just did there will. is uh, that's uh, like no, amateur so. 101, <laughs> sending people to other channels and not yours. Come on, come on, come on. So well, anyway, so if if you have if you have watched it, I, I'm gonna go over some of this um, again. So I think like. Uh, just starting with the models, um, I, I think like you get uh, two identical sprues of uh, of Tyranids, or I'm sorry, Gene Stealer hybrids. Um, you get one of each character. There's a Primus and Magus and the um, Patriarch, and then you get a, uh, two sprues, I believe, with uh, Death Watch guys. The interesting thing, and this is, we were talking about this a little bit uh, yeah. at lunch, Phil, is the the Death Watch guys have a pleat in the in the sprue to where it looks like you could fold the large. It's a larger sprue, so it would look like you'd go into a tank box, but it has a pleat in it to where you could probably bend that, uh, snap that sprue in half, like a lot of the other sprues. Like when you get like a dreadnought or something like that, that comes in like your army box, they just fold it and they stick it into like a um, you know smaller tactical size box. Um, so it looks as though those guys might be coming out later on, um, uh, just sold separately, but the, the, the gene stealers didn't have that pleat. It was just a big ass sprue full of like random ass guys. So you had like your aberrant, you had your, uh, uh, a couple pure, uh, one pure strain, uh, um, all your hybrids of various assortment in there. So, um, that more than likely is not going to be coming out, but well, what, what's the size of this? Cause I, I bought the box myself, but I haven't had a chance to open it yet. Tank. Is it tank size? So maybe about the size of a start collecting box. Oh, that's possible. Because that seems that's to be possible. something that they're moving towards. So yeah. that would be kind of interesting. No, like just like a like a that way they all they have mm-hmm. to do is just pump out those sprues. Right. And pop them there, in there. There's no options for any of these. Yeah. Um, the neat thing about okay, going back to the the uh, the uh, Marines is all their uh, all their chapter shoulder pads are separate, so you mm-hmm. can put on whatever you want like if you decide that you know you want a jump pack guy with like twin uh, lightning claws and a grenade launcher on top or whatever but you don't play raven guard bam he's a blood angel hmm. so um there's some other like some kind of chapter specific like ornaments on them but you know it wouldn't take much to shave them off um the, the gene stealers they they almost had like a unipose like this not quite like as as like the dark vengeance stuff like the snap yeah stuff? not quite as crazy like that oh, okay. um but yeah there was like the unipose it was like you know, like an arm would be attached to a chest, but not as like his fingernails attached to like his backpack. And, like, I, I, I think it's more kind of like the Age of Sigmar starter set style. Yeah, where, where, not as crazy, but yeah. Yeah, where, mm-hmm. where you don't necessarily get all of the movement and posing options. <clears throat> um, you just kind of get like, you know, this is your front, this is your back, mm-hmm. put the yeah. head on. And so, I mean, I can choose which way my magus is looking. Yeah, fairly, fairly <laughs> yeah, yeah cut yeah. off a little peg that's under his neck and then twist it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. I couldn't yeah. do that. But but well, that's I did that a couple times. I just cut off the peg because there's like a well, a lot of them. It's like a teardrop shape. Well, and you I, just I've like, already glued the body together. Yeah. The head, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I I noticed, and you probably noticed too, like the the chest were for the genie sealers were all uniform. Like mm-hmm. the um, so it almost looks as though. Uh, at some point, they might have an army box with like a front and back to their chests and back, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so you might be able to swap out their chest and then maybe glue an arm on there if they so didn't have like, the arm attached to the chest. So sort of like tactical marine chests and backs, how they're like yeah. the uniform, right? Okay. Except you know you might have to deal with like an arm that's attached to the back or to arm that's t- attached mm-hmm. to the. But if there's not, like if you picked a chest mm-hmm. that didn't have that, you know. So I think there's some like playability there. Um, like a lot of the heads were all, uh, for the most part, like they were not attached to the body. So you could, you know, you just shave that little thing on the bottom and put them in where you want. Yeah. So that might be like, maybe you can sw- do head swaps and all that stuff if they do like a box in the future. Yeah. So, 
I'm, I'm getting the impression that it's probably going to be it's, it may or may not be in like the start collecting because I mean that is a, a, a change to the system yeah. but the death watch I am mean, pretty certain they're going to we'll see Get those box but. Set. yeah I, I wouldn't doubt it because that's what they did with the uh, the assassination force oh, yeah. or no yeah yeah the, yeah, assassination, the execution, execution force, force mm-hmm. thank you yeah when they you know they released it as a box set or as the game and then came out with each of them individually later mm-hmm. so I'm super bummed. I, I sold two of my assassins. <laughs> Why? I, uh, well, Why would the, you do that? Because I had all the old ones, oh, okay. and I have all the new ones. And there's a, a local player who has Sisters of Battle, oh. and he was looking for the old ones. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, you know, I, 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 I there was like a couple games where I ran two execution forces, and it was oh. a, a ton of fun. Wow. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> like 900 points. Yeah, right, guys. Just for dudes. <laughs> um, but it was a lot of fun. But yeah, I, I can't do that anymore. Super sad. <laughs> And like I've only assembled and painted two of the new assassins, and I still have two to go. Mm-hmm. And the two I have left to assemble and paint are the two old ones I sold. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So nice. I'm like, well, if ever there was a push. Uh, but yeah, back back to the the overkill. Sorry. I'm yes. sorry. <laughs> Not Overwatch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The game was really fun. Yeah. Um, it was. So so how does it work mechanically? Kind of compared to the execution force, compared to the um, the the heresy game that came out of the Battle of Kalth. Kalth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in a way it probably represents the betrayal at Kalth a little bit more, because um, you had uh, so in Kalth you didn't move inches, you move sections, like but it was like hex, like everything was uniform section. This you move sections, but not everything is uniform. Uh, you might have like a um, you know, like a, a horizontally oriented rectangle, then a vertically oriented rectangle, or like some. I don't know, trapezoid off to the side and everything won't line up perfectly. Like all the sections won't line up. So you kind of move maneuver that way. And like your guys generally move two space, two sections. You can have the, uh, the, the Terminator only goes one. The biker goes four. uh, jump packers can, I think the blood angel guy can move. Um, well, there's a, there's a, a ruler and there's like three different sections. You have like assault range, which is like roughly two inches. Then you have combat range, which is what would you say? Like six inches maybe. Something like that. And then maybe like a full 12 inch for your maximum range. So he can move roughly 12 inches, which isn't sections. So now you throw out the sections thing, um, and you're able to like hop around. Um, there's gaps. It's almost like you're playing like a, um, a two dimensional Necromunda game in a way. Yeah. Um, so you have like catwalks and everything. Um, and if there's a gap, you know, you could jump over the gap. You roll a dice, and on a one, you fail and take a wound. Uh, no armor saves. Um, otherwise, you just like carry on as like as though that were a movement. Um, so, but you don't. You, you now you don't really shoot. You just roll a dice, and that's if, to determine if you wound. Um, you have armor saves like normal. Uh, there's even uh, the Iron Hands guy has a feel no pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so you would determine like what your range is, and then it'll show like every guy has like a, a bar that says like. All right. If you're going to use this weapon, it's two dice, and you need a four plus. Um, if it's this kind of weapon, it's if it's this range, you need a three plus, and and so on. And generally, except for the uh, frag cannon, by the way, you can use the Blood Angels Dreadnought frag cannon in this. Like it generally gets worse as uh, you get further out, but the frag cannon gets better as you uh, go out. I guess it's probably like the spray uh, kind of radiating out. But the grenade launcher is the same for like the the Tyranid, uh, oh, for yeah. the Gene Steeler Cult. So it gets better. As Their it grenade la- well. The- up close, it's not good, but then for like assault, it's not good, or it's like one harder to hit. Oh, okay. And then uh, on combat and uh, mm-hmm. maximum, it's got better, so an equal. So it's like you're just like launching oh, a okay. grenade launcher. So. And I noticed like there's only um, so all the, the the Death Watch guys have their own special ability. 
Um, and I think the uh, um, the there's only three weapon abilities. You have cleave, which just goes through armor. Um, typically, if you're shooting, you can kill up to one guy, unless it has a, a rend, which you carry wounds over to the next people. Um, and then there's blast, which instead of like uh, firing like X amount of shots, you know, if it says three, you just fire like one per guy that's in the section. Um, and the other thing, this kind of reminds me of Space Hulk too. It's actually like like if you took like Kalth and Space Hulk and you kind of yeah, that's they, what I was they, mm-hmm. they got really drunk one night and made a hideous child, but is really fun to play with. Um, this is kind of like that game. So you have like these entrance points along the side, and the the uh, the Tyranid player has like a deck of cards that's predetermined by the the mission. And so uh, Phil, in that's me. this case today, got to put down like he gets his hand of five in the first mission, yeah. and then he can put down. Um, up between three to five cards along like every entrance point to the thing, um, and he has a choice to either play it as uh, reinforcements, so he could bring up like hybrids or whatever, or he can play it as a gambit, so he could use like the special ability, which is like reroll all ones or touch your opponent's knee, or yeah, or, maybe, or you know, <laughs> in a section all death watch move one less, or oh yeah, that's right, like that, so it's pretty cool. So, um, so I think there's like either there's a little bit of surprise there. So you don't know what you're coming up to. Like the Death Watch guy's like walking up. He's like, "Well, I know there's something here. It's like the blip from us." us yeah, and uh, that's what they describe Hulk. it as. And then you know, like maybe it's a guy, or maybe you know he can lurk with one card per turn, and so maybe he won't even flip it over. Maybe he'll just stay there, or maybe he'll flip it over and he'll just be like, "All right, you're moving one less space or whatever." Yeah. So uh, there's kind of like that randomness. Um, so we played the first mission. Is there anything else you? I was going to say. Also, watching you know, talking about like with the cards there. Yeah. Uh, if you watch the 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 games workshop playthrough that they have on their YouTube channel, they uh, they went through a different mission than the one we played, okay. and they, um, which is probably a better one because I lost against you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did win at the very, but it was like really close. He had yeah. he had to kill twenty five, and I had to kill two, uh, <laughs> which sounds you know like you know a little off balance there, but. He ended up killing 24, and I killed the second one, like, right at the end there. And I was like, ah, yes! Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, the, the the Games Workshop playthrough that they did, they also had ones where, I don't know if it was their mission or what was going on, but they had it where they put out the cards, but you they, you didn't have to activate all of them. And what it could be, it was a false reading, oh. they called it, where they would just, like, be like, yeah, this one's just taken away. It was a false reading. You thought there was something there. Oh. But it's just a false reading. So they would take it away, and it just wouldn't go. Oh, cool. So it was really kind of cool. It was really kind of cool just seeing that real sense. Like, you know, you don't know where the people are coming mm-hmm. from or what's going on here. So, yeah, it was really interesting. It's typically, like, you, you start off with the, the Tyranny player puts on the cards, mm-hmm. and then the, the, uh, the Death Watch guy goes and moves. So you're preparing. You're like, all right, well, there's cards here. There's stuff here. So you're, you're adjusting your, your, your tactics to those cards. So, like, if something doesn't show up and you just, like, Wasted a bunch of time trying to get in like position to like wipe out a bunch of hybrids. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. And then you know the the the, uh, the Death Watch guy gets the first shot. So after the uh, Tyranid player, the Genesis player, like uh, reveals his cards and moves his guys, then the Death Watch guy gets to make his shots, and then the Tyr- the uh, Genesis guy makes his shots, and the Death Watch get a second shot. The um, so the Tyranids don't get a second shot. But, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean it could it could really screw you over. And but. it's and it's. It's very much weighted towards the Gene Stealer player taking a whole bunch of models off the board. Oh, just yeah. like it's supposed to be. It's supposed <laughs> to be like these super elite, you know, movie marines going in there and just like mowing down like wave upon wave of these Xenos hordes coming in off the sides. 
I love how it kind of so, felt like that. Like, I mean, there was did. like a there was a slow buildup at first. You're just yeah. like, because I, I I could see the dread in your eyes as I'm like, yeah, I just killed four guys. Yeah. You're like, oh fuck, I just killed five more guys. Oh, I only have two guys left. All right, I'm gonna bring in twenty more. All right, I just <laughs> killed all but five. Like, oh man, that sucks. Then like, but it's still be like for every guy I not I do not kill. Like you're adding that to you know like this the same horde that's coming in after <laughs> so, it. So, so it's like wave upon wave, and it's like the little bit of remnants that are left over there, you know, from that first wave, then pile on with the second mm-hmm. wave, and then whatever is left over from that wave then piles on with the third. And suddenly, by that last turn that we were playing, when I finally finally killed him, I had like a whole lot of guys, and one of his guys <laughs> yeah. was just like surrounded. There was another guy that was just like off on his own. It was it was really cool. It totally felt like that, like this, like. You know, just these hordes and hordes of these Xenos guys just like pouring out of every every single grate and whatever just coming across and it was really, really cinematic and cool. You you can say orifice. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of it rusty was, orifices. Yeah. A lot of rusty orifices. <laughs> but it was it was you know, and that also kind of plays into I guess maybe what goes in my head like when I play these rusty games. Rusty orifices? No. <laughs> no, the cinematic portion of it. Too. Yeah. The cinematic portion of it is that you know, when I play these games, even 40k on the board, there it's I'm not just moving little plastic dudes around the board. I'm playing it out in my head, uh-huh. like it's a, an actual battle out there in front of me, which is kind of cool. And that's how I saw this, like imagining just like these guys, you know, the, the elite of the elite, just like going through the underhive of a hive city, and all of a sudden, like these guys are just like coming out after them with mining equipment and you know and lat and auto pistols, and they're just like trying to hold them off, like trying to just like make their way through and just blast their way through all these guys. And it's really, really cool. Some early nineties rock playing in the background. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh man. The, I, the, the suits that they did, like the design that they did for the, uh, the gene stealers. Like I didn't really care too much for the eighties ones. Like I had, uh, was a gene stealer, like yeah. the old, like space log expansion. And like, they were cool for back in the day, but they kind of looked dopey. I mean, they really just yeah. look like, I don't know. They were half, you're just pissed off half the internet, by the way, with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but they look like they were half man, yeah. half Mr. Potato head, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with, like these weird goofy guns. And, uh, they're using orc tech from the time. Yeah. But nowadays, like they really had this super cool, um, Kind of like a David Lynch Dune look yeah. to them, mm-hmm. like the, the miners and and like all that the, the ribbing and everything that they got. I mean, those are hella dope. Like yeah. I, I, I'm really to the point where I need to not have armies. <laughs> Way too many like yeah. started, but now like man, the model, I'm not so much on Tyranids. But yeah, these, the suits and everything they're kind of they're all cool. looks really really. It nice. really looks good. The whole all of the models in there, even the the Death Watch models, yeah. look super awesome. And I think the Death Watch models are going to be fun to play as Death Watch. But I think they're also going to be fun to play with. Um, <laughs> call oh, yeah, they're also fun to play with. Uh, I think they're going to be fun to play as you know veteran sergeants or as elites. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, like veteran sergeants or elites in within your yeah. within your own army. Yeah. So. Like for me, the Dark Angel guy there would make a perfect veteran sergeant to go in there. And so would you through. like swap out, like take the shoulder pad off, and like try to de. Um, uh, Death Watch him? No, because you know like the they get to keep the it. lore is they can keep it. They oh, can okay. wear it as like a mark of honor that they serve their time oh, okay. in the Death Watch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that would be cool, and I think it would be awesome. You know, and with the lore of the Dark Angels, where you know a lot of times when they get you know they don't trust the Inquisition, but they still have to send their guys to the Overwatch to the Overwatch to the, uh, <laughs> to the Death Watch. <laughs> Podcast title Marvel's Overwatch. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we're changing the name of your game. Yeah, (laughs) Um, we buy with stickers later. Yeah, just Death Kill Overwatch. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
but uh, when they go off to the Death Watch, they're while they're doing their time there, they're they only really send guys that have been inducted into the inner circle so that know about the fallen and the mm-hmm. existence of the fallen so that when they're out there if they happen to come across one of the fallen they know that they got to keep it you know like their their loyalties have to be to the to the you know to the inquisition to the that was over... to the death watch but they have like a like a you know this aspect where it's like but then again, if you find a fallen, you don't let anyone else find out about the fallen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just, just FYI. Yeah, just FYI. If, mm-hmm. it, if if you happen to see them, realize where those <laughs> loyalties lie. It's the same with the Space Wolves as well, because yeah. they have no love for the Inquisition. Yeah. Um, but you still got to send they, they send people to punish them. Like mm-hmm. if they, they oh, have really? like an unruly young pup or something like that, or, or you know someone they want to make an example of, like, hi, you go Death Watch. Yeah. And I, I guess it would be just a giant. I mean, I know it's more kind of the... The, the the order malice inquisitors that mm-hmm. they're really after yeah but yeah they, they send people that they can't control or, or, or you know young hot-headed people yeah mm. so it's i love the death watch group yeah i mean just when i first heard about this game i went back and kind of looked back on the, the history of and some of the stories and i'm like wow i mean and i'm i'm just like everyone else i have like 30 unbuilt unopened boxes <laughs> yeah in, in, in my hobby area um, and I really almost want to do a complete Death Watch force with them now. Those, those, those models are amazing. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, that was like the original, like the genesis of the Stern Guard. So, I mean, yeah. really, like the last, uh, I think, Flesh Terror's army I had. It's, it's, uh, um, so, anyway, I, I think I used the, uh, no, it wasn't the, it was, it was another, God, what army was that? Well, anyway, whatever. So I used the Death Watch models, like the upgrade sprues yeah. that I used to be able to get as the Stern Guard. And, I mean, that was great. So, it was fluffy, yeah. and they had their own drop pod. and yeah, and that's why I love this this the box set. It, when I heard about it, I knew I had to get it because the the concept of the Gene Stealer cults is super cool and grim darky. You know, like that there's that you can have like a completely loyal and working <clears throat> planet that everything seems fine, and all of a sudden you just have this Gene Stealer cult just like pop up out of the woodwork, and it's like, well, oh, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, you can see a high fleet coming across the galaxy. You can't see just like this high fleet, just like. Uh, this uh, gene stealer cult popping up out of you yeah. know, out of the where and it's like that whole thing where it's like you're never safe. You're mm-hmm. never safe in the grim dark, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. At any point in time, something could be there to kill you. I love the like that's the, awesome. the way they described it, like in the uh, in the White Dwarf, where they yeah. were talking about like how how they pop up. Yep, like how it's just like you know, like there was what was it a. Uh, um, I think the 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 one in the backstory to the game was mm-hmm. like this part of a space hall crash lands a long time ago. Like one gene sealer comes out of it, ends up like impregnating, and this is like several generations mm-hmm. like later. You know, like several decades, many decades later. Now we have you know fathers, children, <laughs> grandchildren, yeah. and so on. And I guess like when you get impregnated, um, like I was kind of envisioning it as like the, the aliens movie where it just like rips out of their chest and it's done. But no, it's just this really horrible vaginal birth yeah. <laughs> with this really bloody like a uh, chitin like creature that comes out yeah. i mean that's i i feel bad yeah. for, <laughs> for any imaginary woman who has to go through that imaginary childbirth so and then the, well, have but you the, seen the patriarch man that is not <laughs> going to be a gentle lover that's, yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully yeah uh, <laughs> so then it um uh but yeah like it comes out and then the mother or father, I guess it could be either. Really, uh, no, I guess I for know, vaginal it birth it couldn't be. No, a it couldn't, father. yeah, it, it'd have to, that'd Bumper. really hurt even more. <laughs> oh, that came out of where, Daddy? Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they become like even more paternal and like they're more caring and loving and hide 
that little bastard mm-hmm. away um, and, and more protective of it than the, a parent normally is of their kid. Yeah. Until eventually, like, they've gone to mass to where there's so many of them that they're just like, well, fuck it. We're going to take this bitch over. Yeah. And that's just And that awesome. original gene stealer mm-hmm. that started the whole shit becomes a patriarch. Yep. Yeah, and, cool. and just all of the psychic energies off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just they they attract the high fleets to come om nom 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 on the planet. <laughs> yep. Uh, one of my favorite parts of the, of the the fluff of this is you know your gene stealer color rises, it gets you know huge and powerful. It's giving us all the, off all this psychic energy, and then when the high fleet comes and touch down, they all just walk willingly into the digestion pools to be reabsorbed so into bi- biomatter. So I, I just imagine kind of like kind of one of these like um, crazy cults here. Where they're just like, uh, like let's all drink cyanide together and ascend to the yeah. heavens. And oh, everyone's like, yeah. yeah, like let's go walk into this digestive yeah. pool of acid beside these gigantic monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that happened to me last week. Was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's an interesting bar trip. <laughs> but yeah. The, the Buckaroo the, Club, man. Don't go in there after dark. <laughs> yeah. The, the patriarch is not only a fantastic model which i mean i know i know uh, tad you were mentioning earlier it's a little goofy the way it's kind of scratching oh, his, it's scratching yeah, his, it's forehead. his temple to use its psychic powers it's like a jack kirby professor x kind of thing <laughs> oh it's so it's <laughs> oh sorry gonna have to mold uh ginger hair onto my, <laughs> my magus to make a gene gray um, <laughs> oh, but i mean the the, the story behind it is, I mean, when you see it's kind of yellow eyes, you're transfixed and you do whatever is, is <coughs> it wants you to do. And like I said, same to Phil. I just love the idea of this, like, covert sub, sub-faction that no one really knows about. And all of a sudden it's like, surprise, motherfuckers. Yeah. There's hundreds of us. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, this is, you know, and that also gives you, like, a better concept of how these hive cities are. That mm-hmm. they're just so massive and oh, yeah. overgrown and, like, inter- interconnected that... You could have an entire horde of these gene stealer cult, like forming underneath there, completely under the you know behind behind under the radar mm-hmm. of anybody in any kind of power, and that's like mind boggling. You know, like you see cults that happen here, but they're always out in like the middle of nowhere. But these are like in the city centers, so that when they uprise, they're just like ripping through the middle there and just yeah. taking over. Well, what's that? There's like that effect, right? I forgot what it's called. Where like the 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 more people that are present, the less likely somebody is to act to uh, change something. So like, I mean, if somebody gets like assaulted or raped, like in public, people are less likely to do something about it if there's more people there than if there's fewer. Like you're more likely to respond and like stop a perpetrator if you're the only one there. So I mean, it's, I mean, it's almost like that effect. Not only that, you have the crushing like emotional like burden yeah. of like the Empyrium like weighing down on everything but like i mean maybe it's maybe it is like i didn't see that i didn't yeah. see that guy with three arms i think it is <laughs> like, also that it's like at this point a lot of these hive cities there's whole sections that just don't get used oh, yeah. you know that are just completely abandoned mm-hmm. within a city and that's where they go and they form and you know but, where, where are you going to hide a, a you know a pure strain gene stealer yeah you know you're, you're it's not going to be easy <laughs> like that's just not going to happen unless you have places where they can just be and never be seen because someone could be like you know that you know fourth generation hybrid is like well he's just an ugly bastard i'm gonna pretend i didn't i don't realize what it is but then like if someone sees a gene stealer 
they're probably going to say something. <laughs> you know what I mean? think is like really cool is that like by the time they get to the point where they're that massive, they've already created a fashion empire and a, uh, a manufacturing system in order to create those, <laughs> like, those, those clothes. clothes. Suits, yeah. yeah. Um, they're very distinct. I mean, and that goes into, I'm, I'm, I'm starting kind of where my friend and I were coming up with a narrative campaign kind of after seeing the Gene Sealer cult yeah. stuff, honestly. Um, based on his, uh, his forge world that he has in Domino, uh, like yeah. is that where the the the, the I painted earlier goes, and it's going to be like an abandoned forge in kind of the southern hemisphere of it, nice. where you're going to have the the first mission we're going to do is going to be Zol Mortalis. We're going to have a really small, uh, probably three hundred point Inquisition warband that's kind of investigating, and then it finds kind of the main temple center with like six hundred points of Gene Stealer cult, nice, and then they have to escape to get the signal to go and be like, oh God help. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like I said, it all kind of comes to this, like, well, honestly, I watched Temple of Doom as well, which <laughs> really made me want to kind of repeat that scene. Um, but it really, again, points to what I love about the, the Gene Stealer culture. I mean, it's just like I said, the, I imagine them like flash mobs, like an Imperium. <laughs> <laughs> flash That's mobs of the Imperium, where, you yeah. know, everyone's walking out normally, and all of a sudden everyone, like, throws off their capes and, like, third arms appear. <laughs> yeah. All that other stuff. Oh, it's, I enjoy them a lot. Yeah. Cool. Uh, they, they did rules for them as well for for forty k for for the tabletop. Yep. So you know mm-hmm. you have a little bit more. Uh, so it's not just the board game. Yeah, yeah, and they're really good. Really good. They're really, the the Marines are yeah, so so. The Marines are basically like normal Marines. They're not yeah, like super special. A few points extra just to give them the the specialist ammo, and that's yeah. You know, it looks like they're they're pointed out and statted as though they're just veteran Marines that were sent off to the Death Watch, and that's kind of I think what they were gunning for, and I think that's. I I I I like that. I like that. That's what it is. But yeah. the Gene Stealer stuff is really cool. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that you know, like uh, in the game, each of those characters has like a, a unique and really amazing ability. You know, yeah. like I think it's Cassius is able to shoot twice every turn. So basically, mm-hmm. you can shoot four times. Yeah. Um. The uh, uh the guy with the frag launcher can reroll ones. Mm-hmm. I think. Uh, uh, the white scars guy I can. I don't know that you'd be able to use this in a regular game, but like he's able to flip over, look at an ambush card. You know, like so everybody has like a unique and special thing. But then when they come to 40k, it's gone. Yeah. So it's just like we're a veteran sergeant with specialist ammo. Yeah, and that's great for five points. I think we're looking at the librarian. You know, he's a level two librarian. Um, with specialist ammo, which is normally ninety points, get thrown then. Yeah, then it's ninety five points. Basically, yeah, they, I would totally point. buy that. I yeah. would, for five points, I would get specialist ammo. On but I mean, you, the only downside is you really can't upgrade him anymore or change That's any true. of his loadout than, than what it is. Assuming that you want to, but yeah, rewrite. Right, because you, well, you, you mean, I don't know. Like I said, for for me, it's kind of the, the Marines were just so so. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate specialist ammo. I mean, always like poison. Right. Poison yeah. is always handy. Yeah. Um, Having AP three, yeah. is always nice. Yeah, but I mean, if that that is your one major change, I feel they could have done done more. I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but then again, I think the bulk of the forty k developments I went into the Gene Stealers. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know they're completely they're brand new, brand new, stuff, brand new. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So, but looking at the Gene Stealer cult, the thing that the one that I really thought was awesome was the Primus. Mm. It's the guy dude is seventy five points of awesome. Like I think you know he's armed with a poison two plus pistol. He's got a bone sword with life drain. Like he's that's brutal. What, instant death or something. Instant or? death on sixes. Okay. And uh, AP three, and mm-hmm. it's you know it's brutal, brutal. Yeah. I think he's going to be a fantastic, fantastic uh, 
character in combat. I'd be curious. I, I want to see that people show up with tournaments with these and yeah. see what happens. Um, if they're allowed. Salt alert. Let's throw a potato in this we're, one we're, before we get too salty. Issue. Don't worry about we're, it. We're, yeah. Where's my technical difficulties button? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so it does look fun. It looks like really exciting. It looks like they are thinking about the future I th- uh, yeah. uh, of an eventual army, um, whether or not it comes today or tomorrow. Or in two years, you know, it's gonna take yeah. a while. Gotta <laughs> get that Sigmar release window. In. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, ultimately, I think the game is probably. Uh, I think Kalth is a little bit more fun, just simply because really. there's a Kalth. little bit more tactic, uh, tactical decisions to make yeah. in it. Because uh, things change on a dime. Um, this, I think, it's a little bit more dice rolling mm-hmm. um, with the added stratagem of having random shit pop out. Yeah, um, which is cool. But I think, I, I think, I think it's a little more, bit more strategy. random yeah. than the Kalth, and I think Kalth is. Uh, yeah, but they're really fun. They're both really fun. Not yeah. to knock this game, it was a blast. Yeah, so, and it, I, I, it felt to paced. me like the the Death Watch side seemed more tactical because you've got your four dudes and that's it, and you've got to try to form them up and move them and and get them into position to try to achieve the objective that you need. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Tyranids, it's you know, uh, it's I'm a sorry. lot. Uh, it's oh, been sorry, pointed out to me yeah. that they're not Tyranids. That's they're right. not related to Tyranids. They are <laughs> so a cheese oh, I'm, throwing a, potato, I'm throwing a potato right at you to get that salt <laughs> right out. But yeah, so the Gene Stealer cult, uh, the, during the board game, it seems it's a lot more mass guys that you're throwing at, yeah. at the Death mm-hmm. Watch. And that's, it's fun. It's yeah, certainly fun. Blast. But it's, you know, it was a lot of fun. The gameplay is really great. And it's a lot, you know. You, you're you're entertained and kept up with it the whole time because even with the gene stealer where you're just like sending wave after wave of hybrid after at these at these mm-hmm. dudes, you're still engaged in it because you're like looking at your hand. You're like, where do I put these guys? These guys mm-hmm. are better closer up. You know, I need to put some guys with some saves up there so they can maybe absorb some of the shots. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just really interesting to kind of play through that way. But it's a very different play style than it is for the Death Watch, which yeah. is very tactical and feeling like how do i place these guys who do i go after how what you know where's my danger points like what do i need to do so so it sounds like we have some lunch dates yeah <laughs> <laughs> we got so much shit for it at work it was great yeah like, oh, yeah what are you guys doing yeah like one of those games yeah are you? <laughs> yeah like bunch of nerds let me go back to editing video for my profession yeah i know <laughs> our, our boss was like are you playing a game and we're like yes it's our lunch break and she's like just shook her head and walked away <laughs> Anyway, they kind they kind of expected out of us. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like I'm sure they were wagering like, yeah. how long is it going to take them? I mean, she just lost the bet, which is yeah. what she was <laughs> that's what it was. She was, yeah. like, she was like three more months. Come on, just wait three more months before you let your nerd flag high. Yeah. My, my nerd flag was pretty pretty early on with my 50 bobbleheads that um, I've got. Uh, Marvel bobbleheads. I, I think that was cubicle. well. I had all my transformers and stuff yeah. back in the day, which I recently pulled out. Yeah, put back. But anyway, so. Yeah, All let's right. let's do that and uh, talk about some YouTube here in a second. Eh? All, right. So, All right. All right. Man, ladies kept checking their drinks. Thanks, Bill Cosby. Hey, buddy. Have you tried chocolate? It's a natural aphrodisiac that doesn't trigger any of the FBI's chemical tests. Wow. Thanks, guy. Where are you going? To the grocery store. Chocolate for that special lady that doesn't know she's special yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're back to talk about YouTube. 1970s YouTube. <laughs> well, uh, as I said to Phil, it's, it's, it's literally just like a PVC pipe. Yeah. <laughs> or do they have PVC in the 70s? I don't know. <laughs> okay. The copper tube. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There we go. The, the, the horrible music's gone. That was a 1970s news uh, news show nice. intro. Because yeah, Anchorman. Oh. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna we brought Phil in here to talk about 
what it takes to be. Oh, there's Phil. <laughs> Wait, that's why I'm here. Oh. Yeah, we're actually, actually going to edit out all I just, of your yeah, comments. Yeah, I was going to say that you just brought me in here for my uh, sparkling personality and devilishly good looks which way, is very important in a podcast it, it, very, it is the, the very comely way that you wear those yeah. monster high headphones yeah. <laughs> oh yeah true story phil forgot his headphones today so i'm making him wear my daughter's monster high headphones it's true it's very fetching it, yeah it's a good look for you it's true i'd, I'd do it just rock it yeah i mean yeah. every photo shoot. i feel like i look good i feel like i look I good this, son. i feel I like this. i feel like i could pull them off <laughs> so um anyway <laughs> back last summer uh when we first started talking about doing a podcast and we got together mm-hmm. um we recorded our, our fabled lost first episode <laughs> the yeah. lost episode um, where we didn't hit record uh film <laughs> you didn't hit record <laughs> well it's true but nobody <laughs> did actually I, I was supposed to hit record <laughs> yeah it's like it was like an i am spartacus moment with oh i didn't record and i was like i, I didn't, didn't record, record. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't record um uh, Phil just kind of a little throwaway passing comment that I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to be starting a YouTube channel. <clears throat> Vimeo. No, YouTube. <laughs> we kind of make fun of him when we're asking questions Yeah, seriously. About it. Um, the, the, so how do you do well in Vimeo? I have no idea. <laughs> End of segment. Um, you, you, you become a corporation and post all of your motivational videos on Vimeo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which is where all of my work's motivational yeah. videos are, oh, wow. are located is on Vimeo. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of mentioned that you were going to start a YouTube uh, channel. You were going to you know start Glacial Geek, all that other kind yep. of fun stuff. Um, and, and you did, um, <laughs> we're, we're a, shocking everyone. Shocking. We're about eight months in now, I think seven, six to seven, six, six to seven, seven months. Seven, in. Yeah. Um, you've kept up a, a once a week release schedule every Monday. Yep. Yeah. I just uh, had the 34th episode came out on Monday. Yeah. Which, which, which was, was today. Yeah. Which was today. <laughs> well, or, oh, or I'm sorry. Last, last yeah, week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I guess when radio. you hear it oh, uh, last week. Um, and you've built quite a subscriber base. I mean, you yeah. have a lot of subscribers. You, your videos have a lot of views. Yeah. Um, you're, you're regularly featured on, on Battle of Lost Souls yep. for, your, for your battle reports. Um, <clears throat> what made you want to do this awful thing which made you film and edit on a weekly basis? What, what made me want to throw myself at the whims of the internet? Um, oh. It was, to be fair, it was I was watching a lot of battle reports. And I really liked a lot of what I saw. And there were a lot of battle reports out there. That I liked certain aspects and I didn't like other aspects. So I thought, well, if if I feel this way, I imagine there's got to be other people out there that feel this way. And I had started painting my army and it was looking pretty good. And I thought, I like watching painted armies on these channels. So I'm going to start a channel that has painted armies that show off the painted armies because... To me, the gaming is only one aspect of the hobby. I like the painting aspect. I like the hobbying aspect. And I like... Oh, and the honeys. And the honeys. Yeah. yeah the, all the honeys. honeys. <laughs> but I like the painting and the hobbying. I like the narrative fluff of the hobby. And I love the gaming aspect of the hobby. So I decided that, well, I'm going to combine all of those. And I thought, if I want this, then I should at least be willing to put in the effort that these other people do on YouTube to make it a reality. So I endeavored to make battle reports that I would want to see on the internet. So that's kind of what it came from. I just thought, you know, this would be an awesome creative aspect, uh, like outlet for my hobby. It would help to 
push me to do more with the hobby. It would push me to paint more. It would push me to model more. It would push me to think narratively more and it would push me to play more. So I just wanted to have that kind of drive and that's kind of what I came to. The reality that I was consuming as much as I was that therefore I wanted to give back to this to the community that I was kind of consuming. So that's pretty much the exact opposite of what we decided to do. Uh, we figured there's a lot of really good podcasts on there. We're just going to drag it down with jokes <laughs> and just add more shit. We would listen to the the independent characters, and we would listen to like over, and there just wasn't enough dick jokes there. Like, wow, these guys are great. I mean, there's some fuck re- them. Let's add a bunch of shit. There's some really in depth analysis, some great Imperial Armor reviews, mm-hmm. but how? Do they miss that obvious dick joke when they were talking yeah. about page 54? <laughs> who, who covered their transgender Orlock gang? <laughs> My podcast. triggers were thoroughly triggered throughout. Uh, um. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, is, yeah. that is cool. Like, I mean, like when John laughs earlier that, like, you actually did what you said you were going to do. Like, this, these are the dreams. Like, yeah. these are the dreams that, you know, like creating a YouTube channel. Like, yeah. these are the dreams that people have. And, you know, very few people do it. So it's really cool, like, when somebody, uh, like, especially with gamers and artists, yeah. like, when they actually follow through. Like, yeah. Uh, and, you know, when you're getting, like, over 3,000, like, views or, or whatever it may yeah. be, you know, like. and I do many... have one video over 3,000 views, so I'll <laughs> take you, you that. Got two. Yeah. You got at least two. Do I have two now? Yeah, because I had, uh, it was, it was our, the night one had over three, and oh, then Danny's nice. game yeah. had over oh, three. Oh, nice. There we yeah. go. So, you've had so I know few. most of my videos have over 1,000. I think there's, like, maybe yeah. three that don't. So I mean that's some, I'm I'm super excited about because honestly when I first started I thought I was gonna have three subscribers yeah. I thought it was gonna be my other email account <laughs> I thought it was gonna be yeah. my mom and maybe my fiance's mom uh, <laughs> and I thought that was like it, that was the only people that were gonna subscribe and I might see maybe one view which was me when I was editing it <laughs> <laughs> see, <laughs> you know and that's what I thought I was gonna have and then it, it's yeah. actually in the last six months right. become something I have nearly 900 subscribers in the first six months and see i actually you know. follow um i follow your your views because sometimes after like a long day of work and i'm just really stressed out and things just didn't work out i really need to cry and i just can't bring myself to do it so i look at your numbers and i look at my youtube numbers <laughs> and it's just like a wailing bitch yeah hey, <laughs> we're, really well, this is episode 18 right so you <laughs> no, 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 i'm talking about youtube 34. which is 43 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our, our podcasting is fine it's just the youtube that is, no. um, so hopefully you can help with that. Yeah. <laughs> what um? What do you think is driving those subscribers up? What, what do you think is giving you the success that you have? I think it's there's a couple aspects. I think, um, and I did some research into how do you build a YouTube channel? How do you build an audience in <clears throat> the realm of, of of online internet video? And the most important thing that everybody talked about beyond anything else was consistency. And if you're consistent with what you're putting out, people can l- start to expect to see content that you're going to be bringing out. So it's not just like who knows when the glacial geek is going to come out with a new battle report. It's like every Monday, you know, every Monday there's going to be a battle report. And I push myself to make sure I do that because that consistency is what brings an audience that makes people kind of expect it, which is why they want to subscribe. Cause they're like, all right, well every Monday I want to get that thing pop up on my list. So I can plus press play and watch it for however long I want to watch it. Um, the other aspect is, uh, the quality, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, videos out there that don't emphasize the quality. Like they don't take the time and effort to try to keep it as still as they can, which is very difficult when you're trying to roll dice with one hand and hold a giant ass camera in your other. Um, 
learning from your mistakes is a big one because if people start seeing that you're improving, they like that and mm -hmm. they feel like that they're growing with you. So I've had a lot of comments in the beginning that, you know, I was losing focus because the camera I use is a manual focus and I would forget to actively check the focus when I'm playing because you're picking up dice and you're just kind of going through with the game. But I had to change the way I thought and make sure I was actively thinking about are these dice that I'm rolling in focus? If not, then I need to fix that. And people appreciated that. And I think people started to come back as they started to have it. So did you watch videos on people who, like, tutorials on, on making battle uh, reports? Um, are there such a thing? I think everyone kind of has their own say on yeah. what that is that they do. I just watched <clears throat> battle reports and saw what I liked. Mm -hmm. And I have... You kind of figure out what they're doing. Kind of figure out what they're doing. And mm -hmm. I have a, a background, as you guys know, but the listening audience might not. I have a background as... Dance. I'm a professional as a dancer, a professional <laughs> dancer. No, I have a background as, as a, I'm a professional photographer and I am a videographer. He is a pretty know. good dancer. I'm a pretty good dancer. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. No, I know that just got in my head. Uh, um, so I had, I, I did have the skill set to, to actually record, which is something that I think I had an upper hand in when I approached this, than than the average Joe might have in trying mm -hmm. to do this. You, you kind of had you kind of the, the foot up you had is that you had access to uh, very high quality cameras uh, and well, cameras. Yeah. And well, what's actually kind of neat is like I mean it, it's great and it's also a hindrance I think because like you mm -hmm. use a DSLR, yeah, five uh, D Mark II. No, I used the seventy. Okay, yeah. so the original seventy, not the yeah. Mark II. Yeah. So these aren't. I mean, the the, the video function on them is amazing. Com I mean, considering it's a camera, but it's not amazing considering it's not a, like a so there's only like from what i remember for my 6d and my, my t3i yeah. like you can depending on the quality you generally get about 10 to 15 minutes worth of video and so unless you reduce the quality then you can get uh, bigger stints because well, you're trying to actively write to the card yeah or, or no i'm sorry it saves it to the cpu and then it has to write to the card and once the cpu is or the ram is backed up then it has to stop well and it's, it's actually also that yeah. slrs are designed to only record like 12 yeah minutes of 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 video because a lot at a, at a click yeah. 12 minutes or so of video at a click because of they i think they want to sell their big expensive yeah. video cameras so the, so the video cameras unless you yeah unless you go to that like your your hand cams um are better designed for that yeah. but on the other hand because as a dslr you have a lot more lenses and options yeah and, and like the quality of image that you can put out is a lot better yeah and it's but, manual focus mm -hmm. which is yeah. something so, that this focus you know you have to pay attention to mm -hmm. so yeah, the equipment that I had is of a higher quality than someone who, you know, who doesn't have access to that. So I had I didn't have that that initial investment. Oh, by the way, I guess have. we I didn't mention that it was a Canon 70 versus we just like 70. Yeah, not we a 70. Like, no, that so is. <laughs> if anyone could explain the last 3 minutes to me, please <laughs> go to our Facebook page. Sorry, yeah. So that's if, if you're it's, getting it's about into a $1000 dollar cam like camera uh, uh, more than that. It's well, like, I think the new ones are a little over a thousand. Yeah, the mine it was. It's but like the lens itself is probably worth about oh, the thousand five hundred or something so. like that. Yeah, Could, it's it's an expensive setup, but that's what I had because I was for many years I was a freelance photographer, yeah. um, and that's what I would use because I you know until I started working where I am now I never had equipment supplied to me, so mm -hmm. I had to supply my own equipment and it had to be top notch. So. I had the equipment, which is yeah. what. What are some of the stuff you've shot before? Just just in your freelance work. Um, well, before moving here, I was a staff photographer at a newspaper in Mississippi where I'd cover everything from tornadoes to um, the 
the prison rodeo in uh, uh, down in um, gross. where they ride prisoners down in Louisiana. <laughs> it was crazy. That's it's all, it's only people who were in there for life, and it's like a privilege to be able to do this. And they do things like whatever. It's like crazy, crazy. Look it yeah. up. So the prison rodeo down and there. you were the in Angola. Angola you were one prison. of the official U.S. Open. I was the uh, for a while. I was the head photographer for USOpen.org, where I'd shoot for the U.S. Open for the USTA's official website. I was a freelancer for a couple of photo agencies based out of New York. Um, I had work in New York Times, Newsweek, Time, uh, ABC, MSNBC, Christian Science Monitor, basically a lot of the big boys. So, so we're basically saying is anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to scare you off. That's, that was the, that's the background that I had visually. So yeah. I, I visually I knew what I was doing. So I had that ability, which is why I could grip this. But I said I just I, I knowing your background already and seeing some of your work, I just wanted to to kind of add in that little caveat, yeah, of a you know nationally recognized pr- professional photographer. And you're like, fuck it, I can do this with my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's how I yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Selfies all the way. Yeah, uh, but I but I think you know even if it looked, the the thing is I could make it look really good, but people aren't just entertained by. It looking really good they need to be mm-hmm. entertained yeah. and which is why i think i have another a couple aspects of what i do that i think separates me from a lot of the others are i always begin it by showing up close-ups of the models when i'm going through the army list i show up close-ups of the models so people can see the paint jobs because that was always frustrating to me because you would see from really far away to yeah. this giant army and pan over and they pan over it and you're like that model looks like it would be it's super well painted i kind of want to see this it's like part of that mm-hmm. Mm. aspect so i wanted to be able to show people the models because all of my battle reports are fully painted mm-hmm. and you know they're not all golden demon painted i mean most think, of my army is not golden. it was kind of cool is like i mean yeah you have an expensive camera yeah. i mean it, it's um but you also bring in like some lights to light up the models too yeah. so you're getting like almost like a <laughs> you're getting a low budget uh, like a studio setup that people yeah. could you can just like clamp lights that's all that i use i use yeah i use clamp and lights that are like what 15 dollars yeah lows yeah like, I, I got a couple yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're awesome yeah, yeah. and that's um, all it takes it's just a little I mean, bit of direct and i gotta say and that, that, that's kind of the the first thing that, that i i think i mentioned to you when i first started watching your battle reports is i i love that part of the star wars just kind of still shots of what the army lists were yeah um you know, not to call anyone out, but you know, mini wargaming. I, I love their stuff. I mean, I love yeah. their battle reports. Yeah. I love the banter. I hate yeah. the zoom in and out of units and you know, oh, quick yeah. pans across. Like, hey, this is army. We have this, 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 and this. And you know, you can tell they're totally excited, and want to get going in the game. But right, that's what their focus is. Y- yeah, you got to have a little bit of foreplay before you go to the main yeah. course, right? And especially there, with you know? them because they, not you know, they're me. spending <laughs> about <laughs> two pumps and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're spending, you know, because they're spending, you know, a lot of money or having the trade for for reviews for professional painters to do their models, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like, that's the kind of stuff that I find really interesting. And I mm-hmm. wanted to show that. So that was always, that was like right from the get go. That was something that I knew I wanted to do and I had to do. So I did that. And then I started adding in the narrative fluff to it because I feel like if you're playing a game in a setting, like the grim dark future, I don't care how like technically, you know, how technically uh, you play the game and how much you're just all about the competition and the gaming. There's something that drew you to this versus any of the other games. And it's going to be the fluff. And that's why I always, I don't just, you know, when I have it up there, I don't just have, you know, it's like, well, here's a Tyranid and Dark Angel battle report. Enjoy. You know, like I put a story behind it. And it's not a super in-depth story. It's not like I write a novel per battle report. 
but just something explaining why the two armies are clashing, especially when you have two Imperium armies clashing because it, it, it doesn't naturally flow into it. And it's like you have the story. So I have one where it's like, oh, in the fog of war, things got confused or they were trying to take out, you know, a Slanesh army together and then Slanesh messed with their minds and made them believe that they were traitor armies. You know, that kind of just, it's a fun, really quick aspect to just put a little twist on the game. And I think that separates it with a lot of the other battle reports out there that are just basically tournament tests, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple out there that are really well done, that are really fun to watch, and I watch them myself, but their their focus is just tournament test lists. And that's fine, but I, there's, you know, if I, I want to be entertained, so I want to watch something that I would find entertaining. So I like to put that kind of narrative twist on things. So creating content, I think we covered that. We got, um, and like kind of the technical aspects of like how you actually produce a video. I mean, you probably, you go in there with like Adobe Premiere, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, that's not something that's easily accessible for most yeah. people, but you know, I think, a, a iMovie might work. That would definitely some, work. It's and you know, great. it's like, I, I've done, I, mean, I sent you my stupid little corporate thing that I had to do for mm-hmm. work and, yeah. And that was done in iMovie just because mm-hmm. it, was, it was, and it's real easy to use. Super easy. Um, I think mainly what I'm getting from 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 everyone right now. I mean, from, from me and Tad with our podcast view for your video is, you just have to have the drive to do something yeah. and, and work to make it better. Absolutely. So, and you also have to. The best advice I can give when you're shooting these things is shoot it deliberately. You know, don't mm-hmm. just go in there and just shoot a whole bunch of video that you don't know what you're doing. Each shot as you're doing it think in your head what you want it to be and have it be in succinct clips that you then don't have a whole lot of editing to do because most of the time for mine i just go into it and i watch through them to make sure there's no glaring mistakes or something hilarious that i can point out and i just kind of drag it in and put one after the other one after the other and i Mm -hmm. put on beginning and ending and do all that other stuff but the main uh the crux of of the editing process is basically just the clips that i've shot in a chronological order in a way that makes it easy to just kind of drag in and, and work on it because that a it's going to save your time and especially if you don't have some of the more in-depth editing software that's all you need because you can just drag those clips over in iMovie and it'll work just as well so then okay so now yeah. let's say the uh, people can create a video mm-hmm. um but and, and we're being generous because nobody can except for you. But <laughs> I'm the only one in the world yeah. that can create a video. Everybody else went to the future and hired he, you. He trademarks uh, YouTube videos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's actually my middle name. So, so how do you make your? Now you talked a little bit about like having a consistent like yeah. uh, uh, ongoing flow of, of stuff. But what's another? Like, how do you get your channel up? Like, how do you get it going and 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 make it? interesting for people to well first off somebody has to find you in the first place how do you how do people find you i mean the youtube is vast it's super vast and one thing that you can do is research how to title your videos research how to um describe your videos and research how to uh use the tags in your video the keywords because if people can't search for it they're not going to find it like that's it's it's just they're not going to find it and a lot of the traffic that comes into mind are just people that are searching for battle reports mm-hmm. and they come through there. Another thing that I do is I go to the main major forums and I post up on there in their battle report areas. And you know, you look at the views and there aren't a whole lot of views, but if you get one person from that, it's worth it, especially at the beginning when you're really trying to get an audience because mm-hmm. that one person then tells a friend that one person then tells someone else. And, um, Facebook groups are a big one to go push the same thing. 
you know, find ones that fit within the realm of what it is that you're doing and just go, Hey, here's my content. Feel free to, you know, check it out. I actually had it when I went and I joined the, the, the Warhammer, the, the dark angels, um, Facebook group. And I'd done it a little ways on and I joined in there and I was like, Oh, let me post something on here. So I said, Hey, I put, you know, I have a YouTube channel and I have a whole bunch of Dark Angels videos. I think you guys, someone out there might be interested in it. And I had a whole bunch of people go, like respond and be like, oh my God, yeah, I totally watch your stuff. And I've already been telling people I'm here about it. And it's like, it's cool. It starts to develop. And that's what it is, is you have to develop a community and you have to develop an audience and you have to be engaged with them. So every comment, even the trolls, I respond to, you know, mm-hmm. and some of them I respond mm-hmm. more eloquently and others that i respond a little more short depending upon what they're trying to say but mm-hmm. if you engage people feel like you're not just some kind of faceless being and that's important for them because they feel like they're they have an investment in your channel and your battle reports at that point so i, f- I feel like engagement with your audience is, is important and just reaching out and trying to put it in front of the people that you think might like it mm-hmm now you play a lot off of your personality uh, during the battle reports here. Yeah. You kind of play it up, big yourself up. I always joke that um, at a tournament uh, a few times ago, yeah, uh, I was joking that you were in battle report mode when you were, <laughs> when you were playing. Yeah, um, but you don't necessarily focus much on, on the opponent part of it. Um, what was the choice behind that? Because I know a lot of like your your battle reports online, they'll do like a little you know video introduction in the start, yeah. you know, pan up, pan down, and you really focus on. I'm playing up your, your bigger personality and then also the models themselves. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I'm already being a bit of an imposition on the person I'm playing with because already when you film a battle report, it takes, it takes a, it takes a fair amount longer to film than it would just to play a game because you can't just like keep skipping through and you can't for, run through things because everything has to be a deliberate step. So it's like, all right, so we've done the movement phase. Now what's going to happen? Let's roll for psychic, figure out what your psychic powers are going to be. This is what's going to happen. Film it. And I have to narrate the whole thing as we're going along. So it takes a while. So immediately I'm already being in imposition by making them do this. Uh, this game that could have been done in 45 minutes is suddenly now taking an hour and a half because of the extra time that it takes to do this. So you, what it sounds like is you're like you're deliberately cutting out the what the fuck faces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it's about. A little, I just, I just feel like out. I'm already being in imposition and I don't want to be in imposition any more than I already have to. So... I'm thankful that my opponents have put in the effort in making their models have put in the effort to come and, and deal with my crazy BS as I'm filming this to be on there that I don't want to then have to like, you know, splash them on the internet or make them feel like they have to live up to something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I can carry on the glacial geek personality. I can carry on. That's, that's me. You know what I mean? When you talk to me, I'm very, you know, very, large personality so i've got no problem doing that for the videos but that was my choice and i don't want to have to do that to someone else who doesn't necessarily want to do that they may just want to have their models up on the you know up on the internet and want to have a fun game and that's totally cool by me so that was kind of part of it was that no one had to perform to be on my channel Mm -hmm. they didn't have to show up they didn't have to have their faces seen they didn't have to have their picture taken all they had to do was supply a painted army, and I would take care of the rest. Which sometimes is hard enough by itself. Exactly, yeah. and that's hard. Yeah. That's a hard enough thing for me to try to get is someone who's willing to, you know, have a painted army that's willing to be on the on there without having to then have the added aspect of you know, can you then be on the internet with your face out there with 
you know, the internet can be a cruel place. You know what I mean? They can say a whole lot of mean things and why put someone through that when they don't have to be, you know? Really, you should pay us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It comes down to it. When like, I start making money off of this, <laughs> maybe. No, no. Just just pay us. Yeah, yeah. You're being a dick in an imposition. <laughs> feeding into our narcissistic desires. Yeah. 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 Fuck you. We, yeah. Bill, we bill by the hour from putting yeah, exactly. the reports. Yeah. It took me 195 hours to feed that army. <laughs> to, to, weather his, <laughs> to weather his one imperial night. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a callback to episode three. Of yeah, that exactly. Joke. But yeah, another thing is I also have been um, very fortunate to be doing this in a location that has a lot of painted armies. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there's a lot of places out there where people don't have the painted armies. There's a lot of gray hordes. But up here, there's a fair number of people that are willing to put at least like, you know, the basic three colors down on their plastic. It's honestly surprising. Yeah. Yeah. I I generally, you know, I do tournaments like people hem and haw, oh, this will be painted, whatever. Yeah. But no, it seems like people do kind of come out of the woodworks with yeah. painted armies. So. Yeah. And, it's, and it's kind of cool because, and, and I've had some people tell me that they're painting armies because they want to be on mm, yeah. the Glacial Geek. This guy is. Yeah, you didn't see me put my hand up there, yeah. but I put my hand up. <laughs> which really you know, should be Which is kind of cool because, and, and, that, and that's a, another thing is I feel I get pride when I, you know, when people tell me it's like, oh, I love what you do, and it's like, okay, that you know, it it shows that. The effort that I'm putting in here isn't for naught. Mm-hmm. And when I hear people say, like, oh, I wanted to paint my army because I wanted to be on the channel. It's That's like, great. It's awesome. Because then they're, they're experiencing an aspect of the hobby that I find really interesting and that they may not have otherwise wanted to do. And mm-hmm. it's also enhancing the local scene because now you have a whole bunch of painted armies. And when you see two painted armies playing against each other... It's cool. It looks really cool. Yeah, I mean, and if you're more just fr- some, you nothing's know, more just... frustrating than going to a tournament and like playing. You know, like after you spend like umpteen million hours like painting your army, and like the guy across from you is like the, the bare wraiths. minimum three. I usually go and poop on the car. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happens. Three gray wraith knights. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. Yeah, said, but when multiple people bring in gray armies, I can only poop once. So who <laughs> do I poop on? Well, I say I'm using it. I, I love painting my monstrous creature turnets. Yeah, I hate painting the little. The little shitty gaunts, the little ghiblies that, that, that I know I need. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, I want to play Phil. I'm gonna have to. I can't feel two thousand points of just big bugs. <laughs> I need to get. So I'm using it as a way to force me hey, to, to get the, the minimum stuff painted. I love up. it because I really feel like it does enhance. Because because even then, when we're just even if when you then go on and just play a game against Ted and no one's filming it, it's not going out on the internet. But then some. Just, How do we know, you know it really happened? Right, exactly. <laughs> if it's not on video, it never happened. Um, but what you then have is it while you guys are playing, if some you know some kid or someone else comes through the store because they wanted to come in to buy a pack of magic cards, and all of a sudden they see your painted armies, and they're like, "Fucking that nerd!" Looks, yeah, well, they, yeah. Maybe they'll maybe they'll give you a wedgie and swirly, or maybe they look at it and go, "That Which looks is great super because cool. like John's like six foot three, and like <laughs> just imagining some kid coming up and giving him a swirly or whatever." <laughs> It's wedgie, like, we're, we're and then all over, over six foot. Yeah, we're exactly. All... <laughs> giving you a wedgie, going over, getting the key for the bathroom, and dragging you out there, and just giving you the swirly. I'm 260 pounds, and that little 60 pound shit just gave me a wedgie <laughs> and a swirly. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't have a car to poop on. Damn it! <laughs> I'm without recourse. Oh yeah, I, but it's it's because you know. If they don't do that, what they might do is turn around and go, that game looks super cool. What is it you're doing? Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're playing 40K. And a lot of the people in our scene and our you know our community are really good about being like explaining what it is you're doing, letting people watch, answering questions. And 
there's been a number of people that have started that are now in the scene that started out with that where like mm -hmm. i've had there are a bunch of people that started up just watching what we were doing like even in the escalation league which we'll talk about in a second <clears throat> there's a couple guys in there that i always thought were just magic players yeah at, at tier one that are now feeling it you know mm -hmm. like um like milo for instance yeah. like i always thought he was just a magic player and i he is i'm sure he's he, still a magic he player. introduced me to bounce off <sighs> oh yeah <laughs> But yeah, it's you know, and it's kind of cool that he, you know, he saw obviously saw us all playing the game and thought that looks really cool. Let me give this a shot. I think there is something like I mean, almost like intrinsic to uh, maybe it's the male psyche or whatever. But it like to have to be able to control an army, to be able to control the. I mean, m most guys I know like they'll watch the History Channel and they'll watch like you know like the storming of Normandy yeah. and like they all sit back in their armchairs and like, well, I would have done this differently and, and mm -hmm. so on. But you know, I think like having something, the, the more effort you put into to making an army look real the more you're able to capitalize on that desire to oh, yeah. be the guy who's, and plays who's running shit. And yeah, so, exactly. Like, I mean, if you have a good-looking army, you're going to like just chime in to that, mm -hmm. that guy who wants to you know, storm Normandy. Yeah. And it plays like, off in your head because, like I said before, I I, whenever I storm Normandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time, you know, when I play games, when I play these games, I'm always thinking yeah. in my head. It's always like a, it's, an on, it's an actual battle going on in my mm. head, you know. I don't think it's they're real people. Don't get me wrong there, but and, and it's head, only it's on like a time a, because he does shrooms beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, a couple I'm, caps like, per I, game. Exactly. Cool. When I'm when I'm playing the game, I'm, I'm imagining these guys like these big hulking dudes in power armor, like trudging across mm. there, or these tanks like coming in and shooting at these giant monsters coming across. That's what's going on in my head. So painting it makes it all the more real, like you mm. said, and I feel like that really enhances the whole experience because then win, lose, or draw you still had that whole experience of being able to play the game and see that pan out in your head. Okay. So, and then just, just to wrap this up so sure. we can get moved on here. Um, <laughs> Sorry to bore you. No. <laughs> no. If, no if, just I mean, YouTube battle pool reports are great. And if you are interested in doing it, absolutely go for yeah. it. Um, you don't need a thousand dollar camera. You yeah, don't need you don't. a $600 editing suite. No, there are who's, plenty, who's there are plenty of, yeah, Adam. That, yeah. We have a guy locally, with. Adam, who, who infrequently kind of does it on his phone. Yeah. And he then, just does uh, it on his phone. Uh, there are plenty of guys out there that are, that do it. Um, the dark artisan does them. I think he does it on his phone. Mm -hmm. It looks like there's a couple different places that, 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 that it looks like it's guys who are, who are playing it on their phone, like are, are recording yeah. it on their phones. And nowadays, the, the, those cameras the, everywhere. Those cameras on the yeah. phones are super good. Like they're way better than my original SLRs ever were. So. And they have like some uh, lens adapters. So if you want yep. like a little yep. bit of a wide angle or something like yeah. that, like I mean, there's ways of doing it that you don't have to spend. Like you can use that camera, that phone that you have in your pocket already. Yeah. To so do these things, Phil no wasted a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it is. You don't have to do that investment. I use it because I had it available to me. So what you can do is you can use and intimidation <laughs> to make people know that what I'm doing here. Uh, but no, if use the tools that you have available to you. So if you don't have a fifteen hundred dollar camera, I got a toaster. You, you have you probably have a cell phone with video capabilities. Yeah. You know, use it. Or you yeah. may have maybe you have a video like a small video camera. Use it. Yeah. And just learn how to learn how to use it because the best ones on the internet that use the phone are the ones where they deliberately shoot it. They don't just use it as like. Like they don't, they're not just whiffing it around. They're not holding it vertically. They're doing it deliberately. They're doing it well with the camera. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, what you do with the tool so is more important than what the tool is. Be deliberate with what you're shooting. Yes. Shoot what you need. Yes. Upload it regularly. Yes. Interact with your community. Exactly. Those tag are, those and, are the tag everything around. Tag right. it, tag, tag it, it, tag it. Yep. And put it out there to, to where the people that want, that you think would want to see it can see it. 
because if you just have if you make a bunch of videos and you leave them on your hard drive no one's ever going to see it so it just but if you it put just, it out there and you kind of engage people you talk to people and you, you have to have a little bit of a thick skin because there's going to be people coming out and accusing you of cheating because you rolled the dice weird okay Fuck or it. you're going to forget a rule because they never forget rules during their games because you know they don't have the internet watching them play the games <laughs> that can then pause it rewind it count things you know we all in our games inevitably are going to miss rules but you don't notice it until you have the internet yell at you so, so I have one last question for you sure um and ha- and this this might be a little bit like insider secret kfc recipe kind of shit mm-hmm. but have you ever tried tagging something kim kardashian nude <laughs> just to see if you got more hits i haven't i okay. haven't All right. it might to... be worth trying sometime right. in the future my but... next unboxing video i'm gonna do that there to see if go. i get to 44 yeah and let me know what happens <laughs> if you suddenly if i suddenly see your unboxing video has forty thousand views i'll know something happened <laughs> dark angel we'll battle secret, report yeah. against tyranids kim kardashian yeah <laughs> Uh, deals with the devil were yeah. made. <laughs> deals with the devil were made. Okay, so yeah, we're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about our escalation campaign that we've been running. Well, you guys have been playing. I, yeah, I, I, I have not, but you started I've, playing. I've been I, playing. I started a playing a little bit, but yeah. So we'll be uh, right back. Man, my old lady is so moody right now. I hate that time of the month. Not me. I buy generic tampons. They clean up all that gross lady stuff, and she's happy because we've saved money. Wow, generic tampons. I'll have to give those a try. Damn, I can't believe I lost another game. All of my dice are rolling once. Quit the whining, man. You should change your cotton. Another rending hit. Thanks, generic brand tampons. Generic brand tampons, not just for ladies. For a limited time, send in six applicator sticks for a free dice bag. It's a very happy song. I like. I, see, this is usually my game show theme music or when we do a... a, a a little game segment. We're not going to do one today. We just don't simply have the time because we talk yeah. way too much about other things. Yeah. Uh, but I, I love this song so much. It's so happy. I'm kind of imagining like a guy with a vaudeville outfit on and like a bowler hat just like playing on the piano. I'm just yeah. like, really? It's just a guy with a synthesizer or it's GarageBand sitting in his computer. He's Who's that guy? McLeod. Oh, is this that? Yeah, he's a McLeod. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine this. As being, this stuff is really good. Uh, I think can it's be. Fantastic. It can be really bad. Yeah, yeah. Just gotta, By the way, this is the guy for you. You that don't know that he does like all the copyright free stuff. Yeah, pretty much every, every, pretty much every battle report out there has his music on it, <laughs> some, way, some way or another. Does, I don't because I happen to be friends with someone who was uh, had a band. who had a band, and our, our, kind our, enough to get it in there. Our Alaskan so. media empire. Yeah, our Alaskan <laughs> media empire exactly. of shared music. <laughs> no, I imagine this as an old timey silent movie of a man and a woman arguing, and the man has like the curly mustache and he keeps on uh, like like flash cutting to cue cards with like words written on yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I see when I see this. Does he keep trying to tire to uh, a railroad track? Yeah. <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> Everybody... That poor piano player. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't leave me alone with gunshot sounds. <laughs> so uh, the 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 battle for the planet. Uh, I'm gonna say it right for for Nate's sake. Um, riot one. Yep. Um, and not is that the planet riot one? It's the system. The system riot. is riot. Yeah. So, but when... Kaiser Slotten six. I only know this because I had to put it in this. Kaiser Slotten really? Yeah. The... Well, then, would be, why would it be slot, slot? why would it be riot one as a it's system? system? Is there like a riot two system? Because usually, maybe. Well, it's tier. Never mind. Yeah, it's yeah. tier one backwards. Yeah. The joke is, I, I told oh, him. Oh, 
What? You didn't get that? I didn't get that until just this moment. (laughs) (laughs) This is why you can't take me anywhere. Wow. So, so remember a while ago fantastic. when Phil said that he's not just a visual person? Yeah, apparently just I am a person. just a visual person. <laughs> so my, my joke is for like the first couple of weeks of this league, I was calling it the Tagaf League. Yeah. Um, because which is if you reverse T-A-G-G-O-F, it's, you know, not very nice and very inflammatory. Oh, yeah, geez. not a very nice thing. But, but I don't know, the, the, the riot, it's got to be, the planet's got to be right one. Because if you look at the Star Trek... You go to the riot system, and then you have riot prime and riot one and yeah. things like that. You I mean, I mean, I get you, but uh, I'm just saying, uh, in, you his, know, in his fluff, it's Kaiser Slaughter. Who, who am I? Who Kaiser am I to dic- <laughs> Who am I to dictate someone's hobbying? That's true. Yeah, you so, cannot dictate anything. It was a. Oh, but when his hobbying intersects with your hobbying, then you have all the right to get. <laughs> To get that's all, what the internet is for. <laughs> all lost souls on them fools. I'm going to go complain online salty. about this. <laughs> all the salt. Uh, so write a strongly a, worded, logically like, removed <laughs> statement that makes no sense. It's an Escalation League. One of our local stores here, Tier 1, uh, mm-hmm. is running. Um, they start at 500 points, and then every week it bumps up. So 500, 750, 1,000, 1,500? Yes. 1,750, 2,000. Yep. We're currently about to start the 1500 yep. mark. Yep. Um, which means I've now missed two phases. <laughs> no, <geez. laughs> you can make up. But you can I make up a thousand this one. Week. I, I can make up a thousand this back. week. Yeah. I'm going to. Uh, my wife actually signed up to play as well, so we're going to make up some there game on Saturday. Cool. Um, but yeah, tell me about. I mean, you guys obviously been playing a heck of a lot more than me. Um, I had a salty game against Ted. Um, that broke you. That, <laughs> you competitively, semi salty game against me. Well, it yeah. wasn't salty. It was. It was. It was. Mainly... I think it was like okay. Well, I can lose to Phil. All right, that sucks. I'm gonna be yeah. salty about it. But losing to Ted, <laughs> <laughs> I am no longer gonna play a competitive. Who ball. does that? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> it, it was a lucky mind worm for Phil. It might have slightly <laughs> aggravated me. Uh, it wasn't lucky. It was all skill, sir. <laughs> yeah. I've been saving that six from Cock all dice. the ones that I've fa- that I've rolled for armor saves for my terminators Whoa. throughout the years. But uh, <laughs> something that came up during our game, Ted, was was something we were talking about during like the narrative versus competitive debate about having the right mind frame for the game. Mm. Uh, and since for the past like year or so, I've been primarily playing in tournaments. I mean, yeah. I'm not blowing anything away by a long shot, but that's how my mindset has been. And so like my attitude towards the game was very similar to that. I think it was like about a third of the way into the game where Ted was like, man, ever since you started playing tournaments, you're, you're kind of a dick. <laughs> so I was like, I, I had to kind of stand back and, and look at what was causing that. And it was because I was like, oh, okay, so this is kind of a fun escalation narrative league, and I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's crush this fucker. <laughs> no, it was crazy, man. It was like it was like hanging out with like, uh, well, I guess like, what they call them, football rascalian or football fanatics in Europe or whatever, uh, like hooligan, hooligans. Hooligans. yeah, it's like hooligan. talking to a hooligan. You're like getting all pumped up and amped, and I'm just like afraid that you have like a homemade rocket launcher in your case. <laughs> Look at them. It's in my pants. Oh, oh. snap, Diesel, I'll open your face. <laughs> so no, and and after that game, it made me really. Because uh, I had all my lists built up, you know, as, you know, 500, 750, like, thousand. So, like, you know, one flyer and two flyer and three flyer. Um, <laughs> but it kind it's of like really... like one fish, two fish, <laughs> oh, red flyer and blue flyer. <laughs> all twin linked. Yeah. Um, but it made me reevaluate, you know, how I was picking lists and what I was doing, okay? Um, I just 
went through the the codex and then you know it's tyranids so all the supplements and all the digital downloads and all that stuff <laughs> and, and they picked out stuff that i thought hey this will be fun to try let, let, let's see you know let's see what this does yeah um, and not just be like oh i must use my uber powerful optimized list of you know multi-flyer and stone yeah. crusherisms yeah. uh so no thank you for for pointing out that i was being <laughs> a dick because it really <laughs> helped me reevaluate there um but uh aside from that what have been your experiences of the game so far um, yeah, other than that, they've been pretty enjoyable. Uh, all except for that one game. That one. No, I'm just kidding. That was a, that was a really fun game. Um, but I think that. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, I, hey, Ted. Just, just before we move on from that game, <laughs> do you, do you want to tell everyone how that game ended? Oh my god, that was so brilliant. So, uh, um, so Iron Hands versus uh, the Tyr- the Tyranids. All the flying. Or you, you just had one flying hive. I, I had one fly. That's right. It was seven fifty. Yeah. You had the the big drop pod. Um, testicle uh then you had like a bunch of it was all the spore mines so uh, i I ran spore field which is my favorite formation i had a uh, tyrannocyte full of poison tormagans Mm -hmm. um i had uh a my my flying hive tyrant with the twinling devourers with um electroshock grubs i had a malanthrope and then i just had my little 10-man squad of tormagans I think I had two tactical squads and drop pods. My tech marine for a warlord, um, ironclad in a drop pod in the dreadnought drop pod, um, and then a squad of uh, um, bolter scouts. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it was like it was the, it was bloody going both ways for a long time. But I think like right at the very last, like the ironclad came out and holy crap! Like jumping from what was it like two attacks based to four attacks based like mm-hmm. the lawnmower because the lawnmower <laughs> yeah. just like eats shit and i think like you had um those malanthropes or whatever mm-hmm. um you're charging after them but i think i was able to like turn around and like f- heavy flame them and just drop them so it just came down to like your flying hive tyrant like can you destroy because we we're playing big guns never yeah tire. Yeah, yeah we were it was victory points so it was like whatever you what, what mission is that? It was just like I needed points. to destroy essentially to win the game. Mm-hmm. I had to destroy one unit. Yeah, which was a drop pod with one hull point left. Right. Iron Hands <clears throat> one one hull point. You really have to kill off that one hull point because they grow back. And, and my electroshock grubs, man. If I hit anything but a oh, one, horrible. They it would have died. Well. Um, but you kept assaulting them, and they just like explode on them and fell down into a little <laughs> meaty pile on the ground. But my favorite was like that very last moment. You had your flying hive tyrant who had uh, been grounded and like he was down to like one wound left. And he's flying around. And I think he just like, decided to do a UE, come back. He was fl- going to he was gonna try and blow up uh, the uh, that drop pod. But for whatever reason, you felt that it would be a good idea to land inside of a ruin. Um, I had to. I had to switch from swoop to. Glide. You didn't have to, but no, you because, wanted to. <laughs> I, I would have had to fly either to twelve to twenty-four inches straight uh-huh. forward, which would have taken me out of range, or an out of uh, out of range for the way to kill it. No. So I had to switch down. To, One way to, to, to kill on it. The <laughs> One way to kill. Yeah. So yeah, you decided to go to the ground. Go to the ground. You could have like done it in the open street that had like uh, landing strips and lighted sidewalks <laughs> and perhaps been made of foam. With, like. Maybe even a couple of nurses in uh, buxom uniforms to come over and pat your wounded right. knees. But no, you felt that the rebar, like, <laughs> jumbled mess of tetanus shit 
was the ideal place to land your fleshy winged body. And when you did that, you rolled a one. I rolled a one. And then a one. And then I failed my armor save. <laughs> and died. I killed myself on a piece of rebar, losing the game. Wow. So yeah. Your flying high tower was not doing well this No, time. he was doing really... He, okay. So John he did wiping. a very good job of tabling himself for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, he was wiping stuff out left and right, and sure, yeah. he was the only model I had left, but it was like the very last turn of the game, the very last... It was my turn, so I knew I I could get it done, and uh, my thought was I, just, I needed to get close, I needed to get able to flame, uh, use my mm-hmm. electric grubs yeah. so I can guarantee that hull point is gone, guarantee it's off the table. And I didn't even think about the fact that I was like, well, I should land in cover, so I'm safe next turn. That was the thought in my head. Yeah, I'm like, no, wait, it wait, makes sense. There, there, Nothing there, I no had had AP on him to negate his three plus save. So he was going for that four plus and vulnerable <laughs> recover save. Yeah, it, it, it hurt. It hurt. And I was like, ah, oh. I, I couldn't. I, I had to walk away from the table the moment I saw that next one. It was like face covered in oh my godness. Yeah, what just happened? And he's like, what? What? Oh my god. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't understand what happened. Your high timer just died. <laughs> you tabled yourself. It was good. So your so your other games, dead. What um, were your games like? Yeah, so seven fifties actually was like a really good list for me. I think like um, always oh, brutal. I didn't lose a game at in the seven fifty level. I lost all my five hundred point games. I've lost all my thousand point games. Um, but yeah, seven fifty like just mopped the so, sweet spot. Yeah, that was the sweet spot. Like I played against another guy who did like a drop pod army that was almost identical to mine, and at seven fifty I was able to take him. But a thousand points where we added slight changes to it. Like we both had our our uh, storm talon. I forgot I, that we had a storm talon. So he had a storm talon. I, he had a bunch of drop pods. I had a couple more drop pods. I, I think he had um, he took scouts in his thousand point list, and I ended up taking the ironclad again. And uh, but yeah, that he seemed to do pretty good and ripping me up <laughs> i was gonna say i saw i saw it and it looked like you guys had the exact same army just painted differently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like okay so everyone's got a thousand drop pods everyone's yeah. got uh the storm talent all right well uh that sounds like fun yeah so i thought that the less escalation league you know i was just doing this just to like paint up my uh, uh patrol mission uh, uh army but i'm actually I, I thought like maybe i'd play like one or two games but i played pretty much all my games yeah. and we're, you're allowed four games per tier yeah we should probably let people know that like each each point level you're allowed four games to count sadly like i don't play a short game like my 500 yeah. point games are two hours yeah <laughs> like, like literally i think yeah. like all of them were two hours i played a 750 uh game this weekend um and it took i think like two and a half hours or something wow. like that it was um, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. So and yeah, we were like, yeah, we're gonna get on this. We're gonna take it. Da, 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 da. No, no, it's it's gonna take two hours. Yeah. So I can't wait to get to like the two thousand point two thousand point game. <laughs> yeah. It's like spending an like, entire weekend. Show up at noon, leave at nine p.m. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, that's kind of the way Kurt and I do it. It's yeah. like, all right, we're gonna play two thousand points. It took us all day. Yeah. But no, it's been a blast. I think it's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, I don't have a whole lot of points worth of iron hands like painted up. Um, or even modeled since it takes a week to put together one guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm I'm looking forward to being able to ally in the knights because originally yeah. like the Iron Hands were just like the guys that kind of filled out the thousand <laughs> or 1850 list for yeah. my knights. So, so that'll be nice. Or be able to bring in like the the flesh terrors. But, nice. Yeah. And we don't have to have everything painted. That's really cool. I didn't realize that at first. So. Yeah. See, I was going to be like, I'm only going to feel painted stuff, which is why I only had one 750 game or, or two 750. Oh, okay. And I, I didn't do any 1,000-point games because I'm like, I only need to paint 30 Hormigons. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of depressing. But, right. yeah. Yeah. So you didn't have to have anything painted. Yeah. It's it's nice. So you get extra points if you have, uh, I think like you get one if point If you paint per... a model, 
you get guy yeah, painted like or that. something like that. So you can have up to five points per tier yeah. or something like that. Uh, but it has to be models that were painted for this. So like since then, like that week or something well, like that. Well, the squad I painted in August was, was for this. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. didn't know it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. like when you accidentally have a kid and you don't realize that you love that kid until you have it. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Fuck, you could have an abortion. Oh, Whoa. cute. Whoa. Hey, now. Hey, now. Whoa. 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 Getting dark here. Choose life. Uh, <laughs> hey, now. Oh, not really. Getting Let's, dark yeah, yeah. No, no politics. Nobody knows how to answer this one. This is great. Nobody knows how to follow that up. So anyway, I'll do it. Phil, your turn. Oh, That's okay. Yeah. I've, uh... I've actually had a fair amount of success in the league, which is pretty yeah. cool. Uh, the first game I played in the league, I got my butt whooped by uh, by Josh's Tyranids. They kicked my butt. Um, but then, since then, I've had... Like, we've played, what, 12 games total so far? I think it's oh, been three tiers. I've done all tier. four. Uh, yeah, so we're on to the fourth tier. just today. started, but I haven't done any of this one. So I've done 12 matches so far. I've lost two and tied one. And I've won all the others. Wow! So yes, yeah, so who, like who else beat you? Um, who else? Because we're gonna me? we're gonna start that army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lost to Josh, and I lost to oh Corn Demons, because uh, so does, my army is has a bunch Tyranids? of grabs. Josh playing Tyranids. Tyranids. Okay, but then Tyranids. I eventually I beat Josh in the later tier. I was really surprised at how many uh, demon players there are in this. There are game. a fair number, of demon and there's players. all of like one or oh or a Tau. Tau's another big one. Uh, yeah. Tau, there's like ten Tau players yeah, out of a lot of Tau, people. A lot of lot of uh, Tyranids. <clears throat> there's a uh, three Tyranids, I think. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fair number of Tyranids. Fair number of Tau. One orc. Um, <clears throat> there's a guard. Godspeed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Green skin. <laughs> green skin. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I lost to, yeah, I lost to a guy, uh, with, uh, with the, uh, with a whole bunch of blood letters that just was like, it Zach? Stri- I don't know Zach's doing. No, no, again. No, 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 It was, oh my God, my brain is going completely blank. That's right all right. It's, yeah. It's so anyway, but, um, yeah, he was, he ran a whole bunch of blood letters that mm. Jeff just marched. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Custode. That's what it was. Just, he just marched across the table and I had a whole bunch of, a bunch of um, grav, and that does nothing against demons. Mm-hmm. So he ruined it on sixes. Mm-hmm. So uh, he came across and just slaughtered me with his uh, with his with his demons. So yeah, that didn't go well. And then I tied John Miller in our seven fifty point match. So um, he must have been pretty happy about that, right? Real, real positive. <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a good guy, and I don't think either of us was very happy with how that turned out. So. Um, so, but he did play me again since. So, I, yeah. I love it. Like with the the game we played, um, yeah, uh, Miller was there because I think like John, you had played him before I had played. I've never I, played John Miller. You've never you played. John never Mil- played John really? Miller. No, he's. He's no, 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 no. Play. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. That was against Tata. Yeah. So I guess it was the uh, I played I played against Salamanders at the 750 level, and that's right. That's right. He had the. Uh, okay, um, he had a Storm Talon, and John Miller I think came up to me and like he stayed for like. 80% of the game because he was like he wanted to watch that Storm Talon die <laughs> and I think like the whole time it was like it was so close and he's just like waiting like dude you have to kill that thing you have to kill it you don't have to win this game just kill that thing I have to see it die it's causing me so much trouble yeah. and it like it took forever and then he finally leaves and then I think it, I can't remember what happened to it it got destroyed but it was like <laughs> Oh man! He does the same thing with my flying hive tyrant. No, no, no I think it game. was. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was you. He's like he waited the entire time, like waiting yeah. for me to kill that thing. And He's I, like, "Hey man, you should just kill that fly right now." Yeah, that was what, what happens right. to that? 
Yeah, and then like if he would have just waited for an extra hour, he could have seen <laughs> you like ground yourself. I I did it for Miller. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna fly you into ruins when you have one wound left in the penultimate turn of the game. Yeah. I was gonna message him and tell him that, but I didn't know how he would take it. Like, would he be happy or would he be feel, would he feel cheated? Yeah. <laughs> Damn rebar and that rusty RC can. <laughs> the thing I've most enjoyed about this uh, league is I've gotten to play a bunch of games that I haven't recorded because before this I was recording basically every game, but now I you know people don't want to see the same list like 13 different times so mm. i've been able to just play a bunch of games and yeah. just play it which has been fun not feel like work yeah. not feel like work exactly like just rolling some dice what's with some friends, what's been cool. super nice for me is i i played a few people i've never played yeah before same here or, too. Met or are new to the hobby yeah. you know mm-hmm. you just and walk in there and you're like who else is looking for a league game yeah and people are like i'm good to go so uh, i played a game. 750 point game against a, a guy with some tau yep um and uh, i think i played the same guy yeah yeah and he had like the super ghost nice. key he had a yeah he had a Cold Star Commander. Uh, um, I think I played him at 500 level. Okay. But yeah, I think I know. That's, yeah, a, I that's mean, a Creamery, isn't it? Cold Star? No, no. Cold, Cold Stone. Cold Stone. <laughs> Close. But yeah, it was... And you know, it's I, I try to be nicer on that one yeah. there. Especially, you know, after our conversation. <laughs> um, and then, you know, but at the same time, it was like... After the game, I think my favorite part was I got to say, like, sit down with him and be like, okay, man. It was like, yeah, I, I tabled you. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but I was like, I was like, this is why. Um, you, as I'm going to knock my microphone down again for that one It always sounds time. like you're, like, knocking around. Like, your like, like, you've got a guitar yeah, yeah. over here on your lap that you just well, keep kids, into. Now we're going to sing. No, but I like, and, and trying to help out and be like, okay, you know, I, I played against Tal a bunch. Um, my, main, like, my main issue with his stuff is he had this squad, like, big squad of Pathfinders. Mm-hmm. Uh, with four different guns in the squad. Yeah. And I was like, you need to just use those guys for marker lights. It was like, yeah, they have access to these really great guns, but everything else in your army has access to even better guns. And <clears throat> if you can get, if you're firing 30 marker lights, who cares if I'm flying? You're going to get one or two or three on there. Um, and then he had a single broadside with a couple shield drones all the way in the other corner of the table from his army. To, to be shooting stuff in ruins and cover so that was good but when I landed, landed my, my pod full of poison gaunts down beside him he had no supporting fire from anybody's yeah. stuff because he was far away so like you need to castle up you know and like use that supporting fire and then the cold star commander I just like I just I personally I don't like the suit I'm like it's a great model if you love it great but if you fail a grounding check you're instantly killed because you know the doubling out of the toughness because your Tau cold star commander is toughness 4 Oh, strike nine. Oh. So, so if you fail a grounding test, you're you're dead. That, that's that's just how it is. Um, I you know that didn't happen to him. Luckily, I vector striked him to death. But uh, <laughs> it's uh, I, I've enjoyed that part of it, being able to like, you know meet the new people and yeah. kind of mm-hmm. I guess learning how to play so the other person has fun. Yeah. While the result might not be one that causes fun. Yeah. It was that, being a good big lesson for me for this. That's been a big emphasis for me when i play these games is you know make sure that at the end of the day you can laugh with the other person and have a good time you know what i mean because and i think i learned that by losing a lot (laughs) you know what i mean if you look at my youtube channel i lost a lot especially the beginning i would lose a lot and i think learning how to lose lets you realize how the other person feels when you start winning you know what i mean and that's what it took was just me losing a lot to understand it's not fun to get tabled but it doesn't mean that it's completely unfun to play a game as long as the person who's tabling you isn't like you know cheering your last 
failed armor save. You know what I mean? I'm sorry about that, Ted. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if like, sorry, as as... I, I was like wording a joke in my head, like, <laughs> <laughs> an ending joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, you exactly. Saying. It's like as long as someone's not cheering my final armor save that I'm failing, you know, I'm uh, cool. I, I could, I, you can beat me. You could table me. And at the end of the day, I'll shake your hand. I, I'm bad fun. for that at times. I got to admit, like celebrating others' failures. Uh, yeah. Um, but I mean, that's something I'm working on. Yeah. Now, now we've I moved mean, into 40k I, I mean, therapy. Yeah. So. I mean, like if it's you're, like a really close situation really and it's like comes down to like this one situation, there's <clears throat> no reason you shouldn't get excited for doing mm-hmm. well. But I mean, if it's like if you're tabling the person and they've got like that last set of Pathfinders and he suddenly he fails his like his cover save and you're like, yeah, what now? It's like, all right, well. Flip a table. I'm done. With you. It's it's a dice roll. Come on, yeah. yeah. It's a dice roll. You know what I mean? Random ass shit. Yeah, exactly. Like getting that excited wasn't your because, balls like, that did the, that. Exactly. Like, the situation's getting like tense and excited. Yeah. Like I can understand being excited because of something like that. like if it's like you know it comes down. It's like your commander versus his commander, yeah. and that's the last guys, and they're just beating it out, and suddenly he fails that one two plus save, and it's like yeah, you can get excited about that because that's an exciting situation. But like I said, if you're just wailing on you know the last vestiges of his army and you're cheering because he made it failed his armor like cover save and it's like all right come on bud <laughs> whose car's gonna get a pile of poop on yeah it? exactly <laughs> yeah your ted's gonna be pooping yeah. on your car so so <laughs> bringing this back to a league a little bit and to wrap up yeah. um when this releases here we'll be going into our 2000 point stage oh god i can't wait uh what, oh, what this, what's this everyone guy? what's everyone thinking for their 2000 point or no the 1750s it's gonna be the 1750 okay so what's everyone thinking for their 1750s knights i mean my my, the big jump here from a thousand to fifteen hundred is a big one for me and my army because what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to just build on my army and keep everything i have Mm. and maybe change out weapons every once in a while but kind of keep everything that i've had and just build on it as opposed to just like starting from scratch at each tier because I don't know, for me, it's like I'm building that narrative in my head where it's like, all right, the Dark Angels' forces come in and they've landed on this planet and they're trying to fight for that Xenos technology, and you know they just keep getting reinforcements versus like a whole <laughs> new Dark Angels army comes in and a whole new Dark Angels army. Well, comes what happens in. when you lose a unit? I mean, there's justification right there. To it's be true. Able to, like, That's fair enough. That's, they're, they're injured. That is true. Or it's GI Joe, where they just yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lifeline comes, picks exactly. them up, takes them back, and then yeah. Duke is back in the action. Knowing is half the battle. The <laughs> other half, who even knows? It could just be that you just never die. <laughs> Immortality. <laughs> um, but yeah, to me, like that's what I'm playing in my head is like this force that just keeps getting reinforcements as opposed to just like a completely new force that comes in. So yeah. that's been fun building that up because the force I have now is it's pretty brutal and it's a lot of it is building off of um, it's a lot of it's building off of things that I've had in the past like my my list that i've had building up for the like the tournament scene because it's a pretty competitive um league that we're in as much as it's more fun and there's less of like less so of a, like you a, and i haven't played a game I've no, yeah, <laughs> competitive eh yeah like my or list my list is show up with what you have <laughs> yeah my list how do you is combine that into one word well i imagine these next years when you're going to show up with uh knights yeah. like well. the internet now knows what happens when you show up with knights against me <laughs> true true it's, it's, but that's only spoiler after alert, you, you not specifically pretty. tell phil hey i'm not bringing knights today so i don't know if that changes your list <laughs> yeah ted ted did tell me he was like i'm bringing all infantry it's all cool i'm like oh <laughs> Sounds great. I brought Gretchen. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Oh, didn't I tell you that Iron Hands count knights as, as infantry? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Object secured. 
So, so what about you? What, so you're just taking nights. nights yeah, I, I got to fill it out because I really just don't have the models. So like I could add, I think like of the stuff I've used, I haven't used a, a Storm Raven. I haven't used the Dorito, which I didn't realize. Like um, I think with ITC, they just threw in all the experimental stuff. Yeah, so, so that's good. The Dorito I could throw in. I could throw uh, put in the Night Magellan or whatever the heck it's called. Magaragaraga. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the the fifties robot. <laughs> yeah. No, the Atropos. That one was didn't have the uh, experimental oh, on it, neat. even though it. I don't know. So I'll be able to. I'm going to use him. I'm really excited about that guy. Um, especially, yeah. So I don't know. It'd be fun. Um, mm-hmm. Just and then the the. <laughs> the Iron Hands will be there to support them and clean their armor. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about you? Uh, all the spores. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm going. To I'm going spores. formation heavy uh, oh. this time. How so, many more spores do you have? Yeah, he brought seriously. about a thousand spores to our 500 point. Everything match. he pulls out of the garbage disposal, he just lacquers <laughs> and sticks on the table. So, so my primary cad is going to be um, just a regular flying hive tyrant. A malanthrope is a one throw up two mucoid spores. Uh, just a flying hive tyrant. A demacaron <laughs> in my oh. throne site. <laughs> And then uh, the meiotic spores, which are amazing. Oh my god, I love so this I'm thing looking so much. At, you're, you're actually reading through a list. You have this I, already I, picked I, out. I have it already picked out and ready wow. to go. I don't even have. Then, it. I'll have it the day before my first game. <laughs> well, I, I I've got to, my fifteen hundred point list figured out. Well, because I was going to have everything painted, so I need to know what's going to oh, be painted up sure. and ready to go. And then I'm going to do an endless swarm um, with a uh, poisoned uh, hormigons. Mm-hmm. Uh, endless swarm. If you kill the unit, the unit comes back in a four plus, and it's like thirty gaunts. 30, well, it's a minimum one, so like thirty gaunts, thirty termagons. So all your spores and all your gaunts are coming back in a four plus. Yes, that is. And then I'm also awful. also yeah. going to do a, a sky tyrant swarm because it sounds like fun. Hmm. Sky tyrant quote unquote sounds like fun. <laughs> so no, the sky tyrant swarm is a two broods of gargoyles and a, a flying hive tyrant. Oh, I know that swarm. And Josh brought that to a tournament once. That thing is. Awful. They, the okay? they, 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 is, they yeah, form one ugh. big unit. Mm-hmm. So essentially, it's a, a melee hive tyrant with a lash rip and bone sword and thirty or, or uh, so no, uh, about thirty six ablative wounds in front of him. Yeah, which would be the uh, the gargoyles, which also <laughs> which also drops the average toughness, or it, it, dro- no, it yeah it, it drops, it drops it the average toughness, but it also drops the average armor save. Which means that it protects it against a whole bunch of grav. Yes. Which is really nice. Um, oh. Yeah. And you have to kill 30. Like, it's like an additional 36 wounds on the flying hive. Because it's fearless because it's synapse. So. so, how many gargoyles do you have to kill before you get to him? 36. 30, 36? No, I have 35. Oh, 35. So I have to take Jesus. one out. Oh, Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then, wow. so, the so it's whole... basically a flying hive tyrant with like 40 wounds. Yeah, so I mean, the, the whole idea behind my list is just to overload you with options of things. So I have a Dima Karen coming down and drop pot over here. I have 35 uh, gargoyles and a melee tyrant here. I have a flyrant here. I have all the spores landing wherever here. And then if you ignore all those, you have like 30 poisoned gaunts and 30 uh, flash borers coming up here. And Ted, your, your Tau spaceships know how deadly t- flash borers can be. You shut your front door. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So yeah, it's just... It's it's just trying to overload uh, with threats. This is your two thousand point list. Seventeen fifty. Seven fifty. So, so how many monstrous creatures do you have? What three? I have four, including the drop pod. Including the drop pod. One, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. And then a whole bunch of Ghiblis. And a whole bunch of Ghiblis. Okay. And then at two thousand, two thousand points. Two thousand points. Um, I just add in. Heck, what did I add in? I gotta find it now. 
<laughs> All right. So anyway, yeah, yeah lots this of is stuff. good radio. Yeah, <laughs> dead it's, air is always good. It is so the best. Oh, the two thousand points I draw, I add in two Stone Crusher Carnifixes. All right, because why not? Because <laughs> you got it painted. <laughs> oh, those are painted and good to go. So yeah, there you go. But yeah, oh, we'll uh, we'll cut that good radio here then. Yeah, John reads lists off his phone. Happy yeah. Escalation League, everybody. Ooh. Yeah, no, it's really good. Well, well, and if you're not in Anchorage, happy pretending you're in another yeah. Escalation yeah. League. Actually, I I would recommend, if you're not in Anchorage, that you talk to your local gaming club or store or whoever and start one up. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. And yeah. playing in smaller games was a nice refresher from oh, like sure. the huge 2,000 mm-hmm. points that you usually play. All of a sudden, you're just throwing down 500 points. And Ted takes two hours, but most <laughs> other people, it takes like you know, half an hour, 45 minutes. And you could get... You know, I got, I think, four games in in the f- afternoon, and it's fun. It's yeah. just get throw uh-huh. down, throw a bunch of dice, and just have a good time with some friends, which is which is awesome. And it also helped maybe encourage or, people or to John. start painting. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah or, throw or, down yeah. with a bunch of friends or John and, uh, <laughs> you know, oh, just have man. a good time. But, yeah, I would recommend it. Try to, the try fun to thing is out. I was salty at the time, but you're salty about it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, that's the insidious nature of salt. It just spreads. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk more to Nate at a future date about Escalation Leagues and encouraging a growing new player base Yeah. Um, a little later on. But, yeah, uh, we're going to be right back. We're going to wrap things up and get out of your hair because it's been forever. Oh, oh Like so nine long. hours at this yeah, point. Yeah. I, I stopped listening about an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you still listening? Like 80% of our listeners. <laughs> Do you like cookies but want something more British? Buy biscuits. Not like those you have for gravy. British biscuits. For dunking in your British tea. Stiff upper lip guaranteed. Biscuits. As recommended by Queen Liz of the Britons. Alright, so that, that's been episode 18. Uh, Phil, thanks for coming on. Sharing your 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 f- tips for fame and stardom <laughs> or it, my favorite just... part was his nipples <laughs> mm, yeah that, 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 i think we lost that clip right that was for our youtube <laughs> oh. channel yeah <laughs> yeah thanks for having me so. yeah yeah no problem as always it's a pleasure yeah um be Tad. sure to check out the yeah. uh, glitchal geek on youtube on vimeo <laughs> youtube <laughs> don't listen to ted <laughs> ever <laughs> no no because then there's no podcast if you <laughs> so don't watch the glacial geek on YouTube, <laughs> uh, where you can see uh he's played uh, me three times he's played ted a couple times yeah. once. um once. played ted once oh, oh, we oh sorry. i'm sorry are we boring you yeah <laughs> i just haven't been sleeping lately. Uh, I don't yeah, know. it's all good so, so so tell me about that. <laughs> Am I sleeping? No, that's uh, for your other uh, Reaver Night, Reaver Titans. That's why. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I bet. I have spent so many hours like staying up late, like laying in bed, thinking like maybe I can cut the bottom of his head open and put a door. And... Nope. Okay, four nope, hours have gone by, and all I've done is think about details. If I would have just got up and done it, <laughs> like I could have been in bed two hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> Should you wake up your girlfriend? You're like, hey, hey. What if I put a, a, a door under his head <laughs> and, and take this taken care of? And then this goes up here. And a... You know, one, one of the first times, I think, like, when she moved in, like, uh, you know, sleep, and she, like, wakes up and, like, drowsy in the morning, like, or no, it's like before we fell asleep, she's like, What color are you thinking? Gray. Gray? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what shape are you seeing? Um, kind of a teardrop shape. Why? Well, it's a beaky space marine that I'm thinking about putting. <laughs> <laughs> she thought it was like... a super deep depression based thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just like, oh, did you find all these beaky heads? And I don't want to pay eBay prices. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one. And I forgot all about that until like a couple days ago. She was like, 
I remember that time I asked you what color. And I'm like, you remember that stuff, huh? Yeah. Damn it. Oh, man, yeah. Lesson tell never ask us what we think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, for episode 18, we're going to be back episode 19 with something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I heard about that song. How to, how to we, model your underwear. We, we, do, we do the best teasers for our next episodes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll all see you again next time. Woo-hoo. Take care. Bye. This episode of Mob Rules has been brought to you by Mob Rules Media. Please join our Facebook group and be part of the conversation at facebook.com forward slash mob rules AK. You can also email us at the mob at tophat arts.com. Thanks for checking us out, and we will see you in two weeks.